0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. I am your host, Sage the Poet. And it is truly a honor again to come on this show's platform and to be able to host an internet radio talk show with a special focus on the dynamics of written composition. As a literary artist, I am taking out some time at the beginning of the show's recording to announce to all, April is National Poetry Month here in the U.S.A. So it is indeed a privilege, yes, a privilege of mine as the host of the Exceptional Scribble Show to give a special shout-out to all of the literary artists under the sound of my voice. Why? Because poetry still matters in America. For some, they look at poetry as a thing of the past, and they feel that spoken word art and poetry aren't to be compared with each other as the same but they are of the same pay to York. Yes, you heard me correctly. They have the same father. Spoken word, art, and poetry. They have the same father. And they have the same mother, ironically. So don't get it twisted just because a spoken word artist is not reading off a sheet of paper and reciting their poem does not make them different. It does not make them different from their brother or sister who is a page poet, one who reads from paper what they wrote down, the thoughts and expressions and feelings are written, and then they recite what is written. They are still the same, a literary artist. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to episode 159 of the Exceptional Scribble Show. As the host saves the poet, it is indeed a great honor to come before you this evening and to do what I love. Yes, this show promotes literacy, and that is my passion. My passion is to see all people in this world liter, literacy enrichment endowed to see everyone from the oldest elder to the youngest babe, literacy enrichment endowed. And then I'll take it a step further just to announce, it is my heart's desire that every poet reaches their fullest potential, that they become, as I am, a sage, that they become one who not only understands poetry, but one who literally breathes poetry, has a poetic soul, and is committed to promoting literacy to its fullest extent. Ladies and gentlemen, I am honored tonight to have on the panel of The Exceptional Scribbles Show with me a published author, whom is a literary artist? And I'm going to share a little about this writer with everyone. And thank you for those who are tuning in. Thank you for coming prepared, having your writing tools with you, your note taking supplies with you. Let me, at this time, now. Brief, everyone, by means of sharing the itinerary for tonight's program. First to say, the exclusive interview hour was scheduled to start promptly at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. However, due to some technical issues, we had to do our mic check session to resolve some technical issues, and they are resolved and therefore we had to launch the recording at a later time. It is now 8.33 p.m., and I am saying to all thank you for your patience and for tuning in tonight. I promise you it is worth the wow. You will find that tonight's show and all that it has to offer you truly is a show that was worth the wait. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. Also, the free publishing tips hour will begin soon following the exclusive interview hour. The lead facilitator and co-host is Queen Zipporah Thelman. The open mic where you can spit poetry live and receive a fair critique from expert writers. That hour will begin soon following the free publishing tips hour. And the usual time is 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. for the open mic hour session. Also, um, the feature artist in the spotlight is published author. Reginald Murray, and I'm going to share a little information about him. Author, published author Reginald Murray has two works that are currently now available online, and you can purchase these works, literary works and books. One is an audiobook, which is entitled The Enchanted Snow Forest by Reginald Murray and narrated by Otis Jerry. Number two, Reg- Reginald Murray has successfully achieved publishing a book which is entitled A Successful Formula. That book is now available in, paper book, in paperback and Kindle formats and editions. Also, anyone that is now tuning in to the Exceptional Scribble Show via the Internet, you have this option as well. You can call into the show to speak to moi, Sage, the poet and host of the show, or you can call in to speak with the feature artist in the spotlight, published author Reginald Murray. And this is the number you need to call in. That number is 724-444. After which you will press the pound key. listen closely and follow the voice prompts, and you should have no problems tuning in to the show tonight and calling in to tonight's show. Also, remember, we have a chat room where you can uh, visit and you can chat, discuss what you are enjoying about the show, discuss what things you are contemplating doing post the show because something was said during the show that inspired or motivated you. That's what the chat room is for. If you have any additional resource information more than what was provided during the interview, that is a time where you can post it and share it with others. So t- take full advantage of what this show has all of its features, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and use them to the fullest. Why? Because it matters. You matter. The community matters. Next, I'm going to share one more thing pertaining to Reginald Murray, published author and feature artist in the spotlight tonight, and after which, the exclusive interview hour will be in full session, ladies and gentlemen. There's so many things, so many things that truly I can say about Reginald Murray.
3: But what I'm going to do what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do because
0: it is so important that we make sure that whenever we're honoring anyone on this platform, that we Educate the listeners about the multifaceted, the multifaceted identity that that person holds. Because artists are artists on many levels, more than one dimension, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to get ready and share this something really specific that I'd like to share with the listeners about this feature artist first
3: and foremost.
0: It is not without saying that I am convinced artists have a very deep, innate knowledge about the craft that they do perform. Artists go to great lengths to express what that craft truly is. And they use every medium possible to do so. Artists are not ashamed of who they are and where they've been. They testify quite often about the journey. And I'm going to share a little something about the feature artist tonight. And these are his own words. He says the following. I reside in Philadelphia where I enjoy social activities like jogging, poetry writing, and the culinary arts. I write in my spare time to erase idleness. I hope to touch one's life in a positive way. When I read that, I get this impression that there's more to this artist than what meets. The eye. This artist is special. He's not your average artist. And he comes to this uh, platform tonight sharing goodness, sharing insight, sharing wisdom, sharing his experience, the journey of becoming a published author. What is that journey? And most of all, let me share the following. Tonight we're going to discuss two of his works, which are outstanding literary artworks, and they make a difference. They mean much. The first one is his book entitled A Successful Formula, which is currently now available online. Purchase in paperback format and ebook edition format. So, with that being said, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I am now rolling the red carpet and turning the spotlight onto the feature artist on this evening. Published author, Reginald Murray. Welcome.
4: Hello, friend. I always a pleasure to talk to you, and whenever you have me on your show, I always feel at home.
0: (laughs) Oh, wonderful, wonderful. That's my hope. That, That was my desire, and I'm glad that you persevered tonight because technical issues sometimes can be a bit overwhelming, and sometimes people become discouraged when they're encountering technical issues because they feel like, wow, um, I'm not going to be able to get something done um, that needs to get done. And I was starting to feel like some of that overwhelming sensation wanted to kind of overtake me. And I said, you know what, I'm not going to let this happen. Why? Because the show will be taped tonight and it's going to be a success. Why? Because I'm interviewing someone that knows, What matters when it comes to how to become successful? He is the author of a book entitled A Successful Formula. So I said, how ironic tonight. I would encounter a challenge, and we have the author on tonight's panel who wrote a book about A Successful Formula. So I said, this is a sign we're living the experience that we're going to have discussion about tonight, so I'm going to start there um Mr. Murray, first things first
5: mm-hmm.
0: um, your book, which is now currently available in both paperback format and an ebook mm-hmm. uh edition, mm-hmm. when did you actually know that this was a book? that you would write number 1 and that it would be a book that would be much coveted by many because it would answer questions that have gone unanswered for centuries if not decades when was this the truth in your own personal life
4: I started uh to write this book way back in um I think it was in two thousand and eight. Um, something inside touched me. Uh, because I you know, I see so much happening out here, you know, like the bad are trying to take control of the streets and there's a lot of talent out there. It's just that some people they they need a push, you know, to get them going all like that. So I said, gee, let me write this book and let me use examples to try to um get my point across to my readers.
0: That's right. That's right. Let me um, ask some questions and try to get that point Uh to the readers. Now, in terms of let me ask some questions, What, what would you declare the type of questions you ask are or what is the nature of the type of questions you ask? Would you say that these are questions that would be classified as higher thinker-level learner questions or questions that any and everybody should find interesting and they should be compelled to answer and to engage in a further study about?
4: I would say these are questions for any and everybody because... um... I try to um, make these questions um, pellucid, um, you know, as plain as possible, where my reader, uh, uh, when I ask the questions, you know, he can, can see where I'm coming from, sort of like get a clear cut idea as to what I'm talking about. So I would say, you know, they're just for anybody, is, as well as
3: the hired learn audience. Well, I'm
0: going to respond to that in saying I think it's necessary in today's world because a lot of times, a lot of us aren't engaging in thought processing. We're not taking time out and really studying a matter and doing so and being uh, very, thorough in that process, being thorough in that process, going to great lengths to investigate, Mm -hmm. Um, taking time and doing it, pacing ourselves, making sure that we can cross our T's and dot our I's and do so. And it's okay to do so when you Studied, you've done the research, you're prepared. And Correct. that's what it is.
5: Correct.
0: You're you are equipped, you are confident, you are ready to do whatever the next phase in your process mm-hmm. as becoming a published author or becoming a successful published author that's will exactly. allow.
4: Yeah, you raise an interesting point, um, Fran. I like that. And, you know, Fran, the generation before me, like my parents' generation, when I was growing up, um, they always, you know, when I came out of school, they taught me to um, always ask questions before you move. And, you know, I want to share this with my audience out there. You should never be the one to hit first and ask questions later because you don't want to come across. As feeling embarrassed, like uh, always analyze the situation to see if it's if it's bad or good for you, and you know before you make a move, because this way you'll come away feeling a lot better.
0: Yes, that's it. The anal- analytical uh, thinking is essential, um, especially when you're writing a novel, especially when you need to be detailed about. Your story plot. Um, you want to make sure that you covered all bases. You didn't leave any stones unturned. Um, there's no gray gray areas. Um, it makes sense. Your dates. You've done fact check as to what was going on during those eras. You just want to know that you're doing well in your processing as far as your thought processing goes. And you want to be confident enough to say, I'm taking my time, I'm making sure that I'm doing things in an appropriate way, and things should go really well. Things should go really well. Absolutely. Now, Mm -hmm. and I do want to acknowledge we have Donaldson on the call. Welcome, Donaldson. And I want to say to you... Greetings. How are you, Sage? I'm...
6: Chris. Is this Sage, the poet? Yes. This is Donaldson. Greetings, and thank you so much for the uh, announcement. I was I was on the call earlier. I missed the first, I guess, what, 30 minutes of it, uh, but I apologize for that. Thanks for the invite.
0: No problem. I...
6: Oh, greetings also to everyone else, all the true heads and poets out there really expanding, really getting into, you know, taking the self not for granted.
0: We are. Yes, we are. And especially tonight, I have on the panel tonight, uh, the name is Reginald Murray. And Reginald Murray is a published author of, he has a book entitled A Successful Formula, which we will be discussing now. And he also has an audio book Um, in an audio, I'm sorry, an audio short story, an audio story, which is entitled The Enchanted Snow Forest. And he wrote it, but the audio storytelling or narrative is by someone else. So we're going to talk about both literary works, but we're going to start with the book that is currently now available in paperback format and ebook edition and that book is a successful formula um first and foremost reggie reggie if you would do us the honors of sharing how the book evolved uh what was your first thought and um each each phase that the book went through before it became a completed manuscript, and it is, of course, the novel that we know it to be today.
4: I was I would always listen to other motivators when I came along because it is a rough world out there. I even read books. Um, one of them was by Dale Carnegie, "How to Win Friends and Influence People," and I like his examples that he used about. Uh, you know, past presidents and others, uh, you know, civil rights activists and all. I said, well, I wanted to, you know, touch base, maybe open the African-American community's eyes. I wanted to use uh, celebrities um, to get my point across. And, you know, I liked it. I, you know, I liked Dale Carnegie's book. And I said, my my gosh, if he could do this, that that kind of hit me. I said, this could be, my book could almost like be a, Spent off to his book. I I would use um, past and present African-Americans like Frederick Douglass, uh, Booker T. Washington, Sojourner Troops, and, and, you know, many more. Plus, um, I even use some present-day celebrities, too, uh, like Ashanti and so so many more to to get my audience across because – A lot that I see out there, sometimes we, you know, we become disappointed, but, I mean, what can you say or do? And I said, well, let me write a book. This is the best way I could possibly communicate to the public uh, through my novel. And that's how I, you know, plus also I I like the fact that our ideas were really, really, they were grand, but we were never given credit or recognition for that, you know, mine from African Americans. And I said, let me highlight this. And I said, I definitely want to share this with my audience
3: and to the world.
0: Okay.
5: Mm -hmm.
0: I think that is quite compelling, uh, just hearing the details about um, why the book came into being. Um, what your mission for the book is, and how you have been consistent in promoting that overall mission to ensure that any and everyone who reads your book that they are not just, um, I would say, intellectually stimulated as for their mind per se, but their consciousness is raised and their awareness level is heightened about what's happening within their community and what things they should be aware of and why it's important to know what problems persist and, and how you can resolve these issues so that success becomes the one formula that is the lasting and standing formula in and, the community.
4: You know something too, Fran? Success uh, it just doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't come easily and I learned through hard work, commitment and dedication. Like you say, you gotta stay focused and you gotta remain positive and, and it's eventually going to come, you know, and I tell the audience out there, one can always transform his dreams into reality, Um, one year I did go to the Apollo Theater, uh, have an audition try, and just before I went up backstage, one of the uh, contestants, uh, I guess judges told us, in this business, you have to dream big to make it big, If, if you're going to dream small, what's the point of of dreaming at all you know you should always you have to think big in order to be big to be successful in any endeavors you do and I tell anybody out there who's starting their own business or whatever um, definitely dream big because your you know your dreams will eventually be uh, transformed into realities it's it's just a matter of time about when
0: I'm going to ask you because you wrote this book and I believe that this book answers many things and it is an answer to many questions.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what ingredients would you suggest are the essentials
3: or essentials in the
0: formula for success. What are the essentials? What are the key ingredients?
3: Uh, Perseverance, um, dedication,
4: and always welcome yourself to new ideas. I mean, because we are moving ahead in life and a lot of, in this society uh, um we are making advances, and you have to always be have a broad minded have a broad uh concept about ideas and all because like we are making advances into the um medical science industry and um when i say persevere, keep at it sometimes sometimes you may have to take detours but that's okay. You know, if, if if you try one avenue and it doesn't work, maybe you detour or turn down another avenue and the answer is, is right before you.
0: Mhm. So, oh, stick to witness. Stick to witness, it sounds like is what you're saying. Correct. One of the essentials.
4: Mhm.
0: In in the formula for success. Now, in reference to entitling a book as a successful formula, in other words, you're saying you've found it, you've reached, or you, you can now draw the conclusion that X, Y, and Z is what it takes to become a success story. Um mm-hmm. a successful formula. You're saying there is a formula. There are things that one must do. You just share with everyone. Um perseverance, dedication, and welcoming new ideas are the success formula or are the formula.
3: For success.
0: Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to ask you this, because there's always someone that feels they are the exception to a rule. There's always going to be someone that says, "You know what? Wait a minute."
6: That'd be me, Donaldson. I'm the exception. Okay.
0: Thank you. (laughs) He has a a brave heart out there that doesn't mind uh testifying. <laughs> um I think at one time or another we all in our lifetime have uh said that we were the exception to the rule. And regardless of what someone told us about ourselves and how well they they could see that we were achieving goals, we somehow felt We were just not measuring up. Now, your book entitled A Successful Formula, uh, Reggie, what would you say the undertones are? What is it that you would declare to be the compelling one message or bottom line that the book is saying to everyone? It doesn't matter what age you are, what your gender is, what profession you undertake in life what would you say the main compelling messages or the undertones
4: i would say if you're if you're definitely consistent in your endeavors i mean that is that is your microcosm um I say lawyers, accountants, doctors, uh, bankers, uh, musicians, entertainers, even even poets uh, and, and authors. You have to really, really, like, have to stick to it in this, you know, stick with it. Mm-hmm. And you have to really want to do it. And it can be done. It can be done.
0: It can be done.
4: Mm-hmm. You have to believe in yourself. Because out here... Like you say, at, at times, the world can be very, very skeptical. And who's going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself? I've heard people tell me that, uh, you know, in, in my journeys in
5: life.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, was your book a successful formula birthed out of success or was it birthed out of attempts of success? Or a- attempts to succeed that were what you would call failures.
4: Yeah, that's a good question. I said it's a combination of both, out of success because in my book, some of the uh, you know people I put were successful, and then some were attempting you know to succeed. But like you said, uh, friend, we they, you might have hit a little bump in the road, but it's a wake up call. And like I said, you know. You pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you get back in the race, you try it again. because, And the reason why I say success, at one time or another, everybody in life may have been, you might have been knocked down, but you haven't been knocked out.
0: Yes, I hear that. And that's a very compelling message to give, especially to give in today's world where we have many are looking at how uh, things are failing within government and within uh, the communities of the world, not just America, um, within their own homes, within the schools of America or their country, wherever they are. Um, Even the economy itself, we're seeing now that uh, the very economy is failing um, and there's a lot of culprits. There's too many culprits for us to start naming them by name telling this
6: May I intervene, interject with something? I believe that the, the, the financial scheme is succeeding, actually, and if you understand this economy was meant to fail, then you know that it is 100% successful, let's be honest.
0: Mm. Okay, and ladies and gentlemen, that was Donaldson. Um, We are honored to have him on the panel tonight. He will be giving feedback and critique and just um, uh, confirming and affirming. It's important that people who are in the spotlight on these shows that we have a live audience that is an interactive audience. I'm very pleased to say Donaldson has always been interactive in his engagement when he joins this show and its platform. And that's what this show was created for. Mm -hmm. This is not for us just to be like sponges and just to uh, suck up and take in a whole lot of information. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's just not what it's all about. Um, I'm going to, say um, for Reginald at this time because Reginald we uh, touched on so many things now in reference to a successful formula can you give us a sneak peek as to what we can expect when we purchase your book because I'm sure everyone who is now on the call will purchase the book it is available in both paperback and ebook format ladies and gentlemen you can purchase it online Again, the title of the book is A Successful Formula. And, uh, Reginald, if you can just share with everyone in uh, your own words uh, what the book features, um, a little more in information, even if you like to read some excerpts from the book, that would be much appreciated. And just share with everyone why. You know, this is a um, book that should be in every home. It should be in every at-home library. And I'm going to pass the mic to you now. The mic is now in your hands. Feel free to inform.
4: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Fran. Um,
0: You're welcome.
4: Let's say uh, a lawyer, for instance, Oh. Uh, one of the chapters, I think it's the very first chapter about consistency. The, the pass the bar exam
5: mm-hmm. is really
4: is really gruesome, and you can study almost from a, a half a year in advance and and, and um, not pass it at first, but you have to go back and be consistent, maybe look at it from another angle, because like you said, nothing comes easy in life, nothing. Uh, you look at uh, last year, um, uh, you know, Villanova was the NAACP uh, basketball mm-hmm. champs. And, you know, we were, you know, proud that they were from the Philadelphia area, but it took dedication, commitment, uh, you know, chemistry, the right people, the good coaching for them to get there. And also, I really like one of the highlights of the book is about ideas because, uh,
5: you know, so you can
4: mention hey, I have an idea, or some people may think, like, you know, you're from the outer limits of where this person from, but how do they know? That idea could, could really uh, transcend, you know, it could be a gateway to a new life and all, because someone, every time um, you see someone come up with an idea that you may not relate to, I don't think you should laugh him silly because you just never know. Um, I was watching a special on Channel 12 about them, um, when they invented the subway, uh, the guy who actually uh, invented the subway back then, people were skeptical. And, you know, you always have the pessimism. They say, oh, it couldn't be done. And, you know, he even had uh, lawyers and legislators fight him, but he, he, he stuck to his guns. And, you know, to make a long story short, people see what he means now. Right. The subway, that's why I said ideas. Love that. I, you know, or... Chicago was America's first ever city, not New York, to uh, um, invent the skyscraper. I don't know; a lot of people don't know that Chicago was. Chicago. Chicago. The Manhattan Building,
0: yeah. and
4: it still exists today. It's it's a it's a you know it's a landmark a landmine in Chicago. I mean, it's it's um it's amazing how um
0: landmarks, indeed,
4: right. With ideas, uh, you know, also, too, ideas, you know, lots of times they're not copyrighted because people, you do have super brains out here, and they come up uh, walking the streets with these ideas, and
5: the
4: only thing with that is you got to be careful because sometimes people, if they can, they'll try to steal your ideas and get away from them Mm -hmm. and say it's theirs, you know. So, Mm -hmm. that's what I said in one of the chapters in my book, and also... um, about mistreatment, I definitely, mistreatment is still going around out here, and it's a shame. A lot of people apparently for no reason at all get mistreated, but what can you do? You know, you, you would like to do something lots of times, but you can't. You know, you're you're afraid that maybe your medicine is not correct for them.
0: Hmm. Okay. Your book, and I, I must say, I think it should be a suggestion. Reading in many academic circles, mm-hmm. even as far as book clubs, it definitely should be a suggested reading. It should be um, on when I would say on uh book lists of many well regarded authorities
5: mm-hmm.
0: whom are literary enthusiasts. It should be on their book list. Their book list of literature, which is good literature, literature that inspires, literature that promotes um, imbe- uh, the betterment of individuals,
5: mm-hmm.
0: of communities. We have a lot of at-risk communities today that word that terminology was unheard of some years ago because they just looked at at risk as dysfunctional as being minority But today we find dysfunctional homes are the majority we do and so we have to approach these situations we have we can't be afraid to talk about this, and I'm glad that you wrote a book entitled A Successful Formula because right now many people are saying I'm a failure, my life's a failure. Oh, I've failed so many times. I have failed at this. I failed at that. I'm not good at this. I don't know what I'm good at. I need to find find my niche. I haven't found my niche yet, and I'm niche yet and I'm well over 40. I'm well into my 30s. What am I going to do? I am failing at this. I am not able to achieve that. So we're learning that there's so many excuses. Too many excuses but not enough commitment. Where people say, no matter matter what my faults are, no matter what I've done wrong, no matter what I I am not, I am able to do something well. And I'm going to keep working and practicing and studying and doing what it takes to master that one thing that I can do well that I shine at doing it like no one else can. And when I fully mastered it, then I'm going to go and transmit that knowledge to someone else. I am going to find my apprentice, find someone that can um, thrive under my Mm tutelage and encourage their efforts, support them, and allow for them to fly. Sometimes it's not enough for us to have wings and fly. We've got to see other people's dreams take flight too. We That's right. To oh this. yes,
4: excellent point. And like you said mm-hmm. too, Bran, uh, uh, I like the idea. Uh, years ago, you said all it takes is just one magic word to transform one's life around. All it takes, you know, it don't take a bunch of words. It's just that one magic word can do the trick.
6: How, How about
5: we, Reginald? Yes.
6: Yeah, this is J- Donaldson here. I wanted to let you. I wanted to say something in response to that. I guess you know, I felt like the uh, success that 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 I that I've had is, has come from my my feeling of success inside myself.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Like like however big that is, you know, like if I feel successful already in life, then the things that I'm doing will will kind of resonate you know with that feeling so if it's the feeling of success that I want then I could just think about how I'm I'm breathing and so I'm doing certain meditations right that allow me to uh... kind of resonate with the energy of success
5: uh-huh. and
6: and what that's what I what have what I've been able to see is that it through that practice I, 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 not only do I feel more successful, but I see more opportunities. What's your stance on that?
4: I I like how you um define success um you because success really comes from from within. Um if success is like how bad you want it to be. I mean, it's right there, you know. I uh you just you grab it and you know, I know everybody's definition of success is different, but in the final analysis, um, where we, you know, at day's end, we're all successful in whatever we do.
6: No, exactly. And that's why my my point is, is to, to remind everybody, I think your book probably, probably does a good job of that too. I've never read it, but from what, from the sound of it, you know, I, what I'm hearing is a reminder that there is a success out there, you know, like, just like there's breath out there, you know, there's, there's people out there. There's, so there's a success out there, you know, that's already existing for people to move into. Um, I think, so I really like where you're going with your title of the book. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I have a question. Now, when you entitled your book A Successful Formula,
5: mm-hmm.
0: was your ideology... Suggesting that there is a science to success
3: yes there there there
4: is a science to success it's uh you know it's how you approach it, and uh like I said, you like like you said years ago, uh friend, you learn to take baby steps first before you take giant steps, and I said that is so correct and and any endeavors you do
5: mm-hmm. uh, to
4: be successful you have to take small steps you know it's back to the basics and then from there mm-hmm. you you build on just like uh, like I was in one of the chapters I highlight in the book about ideas I think you know the title was from uh, simple mind comes enormous ideas well somebody will you know um, come up with a su- you know a super brand will come up with with a super idea then the next person that sees it Will only uh, capitalize on it, expand on it, and so on and so on.
5: Mm-hmm. Cur- I like Cur- how you
0: spoke about it.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: It starts like a seed that drops into the earth mm-hmm. and it has to germinate.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Once that seed germinates, then the potential of it can be seen and discovered and uncovered, we begin to see the signs that it is alive. And we start to see the evidence that it's not a seed any longer. It has become something more.
6: Who spit that? That sounded like poetry right there.
0: (laughs) Thank you
4: <laughs> Poetry in motion friend I think you're a poet <laughs> hey,
0: I love that You hit on something there You hit a nerve there I'm on the show What are you saying? Say hey, something uh, Queen, Queen Zipporah The co-host uh, um, Yes Queen
7: Zapora. Yeah. Yes Hello everyone
4: Hi Queen Zapora. It's nice to see you again It's been a long
0: time
7: Hello,
4: Sephora.
0: Hello, everyone. How are y'all tonight? Great. Good. We have the um feature artist in the spotlight. We had a kind of a later launch of our recording. We had some technical issues. But um and I do want to say to everyone, if you go online to you dot com, you'll see the show is listed under episode um one six six. It is not <laughs> Episode 166, there was some issue with the actual um, registering of tonight's program. So it's the wrong number, but it's not wrong. I'll just say that much. (laughs) But the true number is 159. So we're currently now standing at Episode 159, which is 7 Less than <laughs> one... It's just a funny story. This never happened before when a program was re-recorded. But anyhow, I just didn't want anyone to be alarmed that they see episode 166. I'm like, well, what the... You know, I thought 159 was tonight's show. Well, it is 159, but it's not showing 159. It's showing 166. So bear with us; it'll be resolved. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just a funny. This is the funny story of the um, exceptional scribble show for its since its inception that never happened before, but it happened tonight. Things happen for a reason. So speaking about a successful formula, the book, um, Reginald Murray, if you can share with everyone one specific detail about the book that you think makes the book worthy of everyone's investment in purchasing the book. It's one detail that you feel
4: uh, makes a
0: book book not to be refused.
4: Right. Consistency in your – your endeavors, always have that stick to itness because your answers will eventually come. They may not always come on time when we want them to, but they will come. But, you know, whatever endeavors you do, be consistent and have fun in all that you're doing because, you know, when you have fun, you stay motivated.
0: Yes. Now, about mm-hmm. your book, what specifically, what detail specifically about your book would you say makes your book a book to be much coveted and a book not to be refused. In other words why should anyone buy your book and why would it be to their disadvantage not to own it? If you can share in your own words please.
4: Sure. I like like the fact Uh, I use African-American celebrities past and Mm -hmm. uh, and present to get my point across. I mean, what we went through as a race of people, Mm -hmm. you know, to reach this plateau in life, I would like to share that with them. I mean, what little tools or resources uh, they had, they worked with it, to use it to the best of our abilities. And then the the present day African-Americans, like, you know, like there's a – the guy who invented was an African, a Native African who invented the weather forecasting, uh, Philip E. Um mm-hmm. he, he did a weather forecasting, and everything he dicted, predicted came true. Mm.
0: Now, are you referring to even the um, what we know today as the Farmer's Almanac? Because a lot of people reference it before they plan an event that will be a special occasion, such as a wedding something that they would want uh, to do that's going to be a Hallmark moment in their life. Mm. They always refer to the Farmer's Almanac to know what the weather and climate will be on a given date. Uh, yeah. Was he the one, would you say, that inspired the Farmer's Almanac?
4: I would, I would tend to think so, friend.
5: because
0: mm-hmm.
4: you never know what's going to hit you, trigger inside of you, trigger you off uh to
3: make you do that but i I'd say the farmer's
5: almanac had a play in this
0: interesting
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, another thing um touching on is success a formula as for meaning there's a science to success mm-hmm. um now we spoke about. Perseverance, dedication, and welcoming new ideas Mm -hmm. being the essentials in the formula for success. Mm -hmm. What more can we say? Do you believe that success can be based upon how one is nurtured in their life? Or do you believe that it's genetics, that genetics plays a part? in determining or predetermining who will be successful in life? Or is I it think, nurture over nature?
4: Mm-hmm. I think it's a combination of both. Like you say, if you're born into success, you know, how can you not be successful? You're bound to it, and everybody is not born into success, but they have that innate, that, that fire filling inside. They see others successful, and that can rub off on them and says, "Gee." You know, this type of life that's presented before me, I don't want this type of life. If I could go a long way in life, I'm given the opportunity, I'm going to do it, you know?
0: Now, I'm going to say something. I'm not trying to sound or be offensive to anyone.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of times the problem I'm seeing about this whole success and the formula of success aspect is as follows. The elitists have defined what success looks like, smells like, tastes like, feels like, and what it is heard as. Mm -hmm. But I don't agree with their definition. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: I don't think that a six-figure income means you're successful. I don't think that Trump's affluence Or wealth means he's successful. He's just wealthy. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, a lot of people tend to go more so in line of their thinking, to believing and to thinking that success has to do with finances. Strictly, mm-hmm. solely, and they forget the other aspect. Success.
6: I, I, Sage, I think that's a great question for Reginald. It, how does he define it? In, is he defining success in a in a financial terms, or as successful as an artist? Do you feel as an artist? Because I've I've already managed to do that as you know, as an individual. You you know you. I I feel, you know, so I want to hear what he has to say about the subject.
4: Well, uh, success, like he says, because you may be born with a gold spoon in your mouth, doesn't necessarily be successful. But I think it's like it starts from your heart. It's, it's, you know, you come into the world. Maybe in your existing condition, you want out of it. uh, It's like, you know, it's it's deep down in your gut. You want to uh, try, you know, whatever... uh, uh, endeavors you do in life, you want to be successful, see how
3: far you go with it.
6: Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. Thanks for the answer.
0: Mm-hmm. We can chew that bone. Right. <laughs> we can take those bones and put it in the pot and add some soup.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but for the one that I was not born into wealth. Right. But I have this dream, and I know this dream, once it takes flight, it's going to open doors for me, and I'll be able to do some things that right now I'm not in position to do, and I can make things better for my community. And then that person... They're disciplined. They set goals. They achieve their goals. They hit a bump, road, but they don't let it stop them.
6: Man, you're talking about me again. That's weird.
0: <laughs> and then those doors start opening, and then they remember. They remember what they said, and they do it. They start making things better for their community. Mm-hmm. So. That person maybe it was not born into the best home situation, right? But they made their situation better.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: To me, that's success. That's a success story. An underdog, like I think it's the movie Rocky, I thought was like really stellar with this. Mm-hmm. Um, you show how an underdog. Someone that was not the champ, became the people's champ.
5: Mm
0: -hmm. Question,
5: Uh,
6: if you don't mind, Sage, uh, about the book and whether or not it is um, like a how-to book, of course, for for, um, success in the industry of writing. Uh, because, from my own experience, I met a ha- howie rice he wrote a book called "How to Succeed in the Music Business." he is a an accomplished songwriter from Los Angeles and he wrote a book i guess in the uh i guess it was mid nineties right What it became pretty successful in the music business uh It became like a huge like seller like it was a bestseller, basically for the music business uh this this what was the title of the book again? And please, please tell us what what you know, how it's being reviewed, if you don't mind.
3: Uh, did he mean me or you, Fred? Yes,
6: Reginald. Oh, I was talking to you, Reginald. Yeah.
3: Oh, I apologize.
4: Yeah, a successful formula, and I've um, I I thought the uh, the reviews that I've I've gotten a few uh, rave reviews. I mean, there are some who. Perhaps maybe you had been a little bit displeased with it. Maybe I didn't touch base on everything, but, you know, just from my own firsthand experience, um, I just did, you know, the best I could. I was hoping, you know, I could reach out there or reach one to teach one and uh, mm-hmm. touch one's life in a positive way. I mean, you, there's always going to be a few that I guess became a little disappointed, but, but what can I do, you know?
6: Well, are you saying is it so? Is it an e formula? But this book has been published.
0: It's an in e pa-
6: formula, right? E e e format. Format,
4: yeah. E format, yes.
6: That's still that's still excellent that you have the the uh, publishing. Um, so good for you, uh, but I, I, I this idea of success,
5: mm-hmm.
6: you know, and financial success. I think a lot of people want that, like Sage was saying. People have been dreaming of financial success uh-huh. in the industry uh whatever it is that they creatively choose to to be involved in but this this form is for writers, so you know writers out there, lyricists alike, probably can um harm you know like um, uh they feel the radiance, you know, coming from the book, I'm sure, right, when it comes to, because when I was a musician and read it, reading it, right, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Do you know what I'm saying? Go ahead Go ahead and respond to that if you want, if you feel like it. Uh, Banner bonds just,
5: just
0: you know. as well, because I'm sure some, we have some other people on the line, and I want to give everyone a chance to respond to I thought that was a really good question. Donaldson, by the way.
6: Cheers, cheers.
0: Yeah, anyone can answer. I'm going to ask Skysky. Welcome, Skysky. Greetings, greetings. Good night, everyone. Hi, Skysky. Hello, Skysky.
1: Yes. I I was just wondering, because when I first came onto the show, I heard you say, like, with one word, you know, you could change it all. But what is the word? What word are you are you talking about?
4: Well, I don't think there's no um, uh specific word. I mean, there's it's so many words out there. I, I I guess like I mean like in a positive sense. If you've been doing something you know, you've been doing something for your life, suddenly you want to change. You want to go a detour. You listen to motivators Preachers, Mm -hmm. ministers, you know, community leaders, activists. Uh, It's just that I don't think there's no one distinct word uh, that would change. What would you
1: choose? What what word would you choose, my friend? Mm.
4: Yeah, good question. I, I, I I like the idea of, uh, I I guess, being consistent. Because if, if you really like something. You're going to put your whole heart and soul into it. You're going to be consistent.
0: Oh, endurance.
4: And, uh, absolutely. You said that. You just said the magic word yourself, endurance.
0: And you said it as well, Reginald. Remember you gave us three things as uh, key, yeah. ideals, or essentials in the form of success. You said perseverance was perseverance. One. I forgot to
4: give you one more too, friend. I mean, it's vacation
0: it's and then welcoming new ideas. I I I love that. Thanks. Those three. Mm-hmm. I love that trilogy. I love that trinity. I really do. Mm-hmm. As the formula for success, I love it.
4: Thank you. Any way I can help? Because, you know, sometimes I try to put myself in the other person's shoes, see where they coming from.
5: Mm-hmm. And me and
4: my father years ago, friend. Um, before he passed on, we had a heart-to-heart talk, and I still, what he said is still ringing in my ears today. He says, Reggie, I'm the type, if I cannot help you, I'm sure I'm not going to hurt you. Mm. And I said, wow, that's, that's that's powerful.
0: Yeah, that is powerful. That's powerful. And I
4: said, I, I, I passed out on to anybody else, you know. I'm going to help you because in this world, you need help. And sometimes, like, you, you, you need someone to help you get the ball rolling, and then you turn them loose, you know, you let them uh, create their own world, you know, their own ideas and all. We all, you know, need help, you know what I'm saying?
0: I'm going to couple with that.
6: Uh, Sage, let me ask him a question real quick. Sure. (laughs) Here's the question. What, 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 who do you, how do you, what do you recommend? This is Donaldson, by the way, with a great question for Reginald, the author of the book in question tonight, uh, which I can't seem to remember the title for. That's but, all
5: right. A successful formula.
4: <laughs> a successful so, formula. That's all right.
6: A successful formula. What do you recommend in the book, any, or even just on the phone call here? How do you connect with, say, um, people interested in utilizing the talent? You know, like because one thing I've been experiencing is people that I know who claim to be knowledgeable in the industry, and and then when I ask them for help, they don't necessarily want to do, they don't want to help necessarily but they want to put me in, into their agenda.
2: So, um, once,
6: what if, you know what I'm saying? They have an agenda. They have a, like right, an organization yeah. or whatever, like Fine. blah, 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 ABC Corporation, right? Mm-hmm. And I, all of a sudden, because I'm talking to them and they want to help me become a part of that corporation, I'm like, wait a sec here. <laughs> you know, I, I, want to, I want to try to meet people that actually, uh, you know, are more flexible. So what, is there something in there for that?
4: I I think there's something um, flexible. I um, I said, wow, uh, to meet people like that, you know, I would really analyze them, you know, see what, what do they want, uh, you know, where they're coming from. You know what I mean, Fran?
0: Yeah, I can hope um, in what you're saying. In other words, if someone's, Only saying to me, Fran, I think you have a really great idea, but I think that it can be best fulfilled if you do X, Y, and Z under me. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: And they're not encouraging me to be independent, In my own experiences, meaning I have to always do it either under them, with them, or for them, then I am becoming a product. Uh And they are literally labeling me as their property. Mm. That's healthy. Which is
6: what I I want to avoid, but yeah, perfect. That's
0: not a healthy place to be. And that will cramp your style as a creative mind artist
5: Yeah,
0: because you'll start thinking, well, what can I do to make them happy? Not yeah. thinking what do I know to do that comes from within me mm-hmm. that makes me happy and others too. Yeah. Got to be aware of that. That's a mm-hmm. pitfall. We always remember Queens of Port? We were trying to help people. We were saying we – one of our jobs and missions with this show is to help people identify pitfalls so that yeah, they don't have yeah. to experience them. Right. And uh,
7: Queen Fran, I also want to um, comment on Reginald's quote when he has said about people will try to steal your ideas to get away from them and say it's theirs. From well, my viewpoint, I looked at it this way. The thieves feel comfortable with handling the stolen ideas themselves.
4: That is correct. Mm. That is.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because as long as they're handling it their way and therefore, you know, it's not harming them as opposed to the original creator.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, that, and and uh, Queens of War, that's why um, back in 1969 um, they invented copyright laws.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. I like how you threw that one in there. All right, we We're going into our free publishing tips hour definitely real soon. <laughs> yes, because I do have a lot to cover. Even from last week, Does that, Randy. Just moves us right along in the process. Moving <laughs> <laughs> we right along.
7: Yeah. exactly. Because the ideas, these creative ideas, you know, they're scared too much for some people to handle, and you scare them even more, when you're told, well. You know, why don't you, you know, seek it on your own or, what, or your, you ask for their ideas and they freeze because, you know, it's new to them. That's and then right. they don't wanna yeah, you know, and then they're also even further scared of you know, of guiding them along. Mhm. That's right.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: That's right. And how how about the people? I believe um we had a guest that spoke on this last week or the week before where they ask questions, but they always write down your commentary. But they're not really issuing much, but they're always writing down your commentary. I think sometimes beware of things like that. Because stolen ideas, sometimes ideas can be stolen just in a very simple conversation, You're not even to disclose your ideas but it just comes out because you're already enthused to do those ideas to to bring them to light and then someone asks a question and sometimes we're so liberal and generous mm-hmm. we are sharing our ideas with a potential adversary, because anyone that's going to yeah. steal your idea and take full credit for it and not mm-hmm. give you any, that's your adversary. Yeah, or Queen France, Yeah, This is Queen Zipporah, and
7: I had talked about that on an episode about plagiarists, you know, when I used the example of John Smith. I was the next, John's asked, so John, how did you come up with this idea, you know, this story? And he'll, you know, panic because he doesn't know the origins. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you got him. And when you asked him that question, you put him on the spot.
5: That's it. <laughs> well,
6: but you know what I think has been hindering in my own life with regard to the sharing of the art forms that I created, well, that I came out with,
5: mm-hmm. was
6: you know Reginald and 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 Zipporah, Sage and all that's on the call, Skyski. I think a, a successful formula in includes, but is not limited to, okay, um, being able to trust yourself so much that you, you have a love and a trust, you know, for yourself. That you, you're not afraid to share your, your art form. Because of of people stealing, because there's an understanding of who the other person is on some sort of subtle level,
5: uh-huh. right?
6: Some that you don't fear that that they're gonna take it because you're like it's like you're sharing it with your larger self anyways. So, so I heard what you're saying, but so like when when I came in and I mentioned something a minute ago about uh, sharing information with people that want to make you conform to their agenda. Uh-huh right that was That was from a personal experience, and I wanted to hear what the author had to say about that, and I, I I was very entertained. And now I'm saying the same something along the same lines, which is that I think it somewhere in the book has to be this knowledge, because uh, you know, without trusting yourself to just go ahead and keep moving forward with, regardless of what other other people do. I don't think successful, uh, you know, I don't think success will follow, you know. With regard to financial success, you know, or or any other type of success, I'm, I'm not talking metaphorical success the way I described it earlier, like, oh, I feel successful because I'm breathing. Yes, I'm success in life right now because I can breathe, right? Well, I mean, yeah, that's true, but at the same time, am I a success in music financially? Well, not really. I'd like to be, right? But so I don't know. I mean, if if the guy wants to share a little bit about the trust, Reginald, if you don't mind, or some Queen Sapphira,
5: yeah,
4: whatever, Queen, um, if you want
6: to come in and talk about that.
5: Yeah.
4: Um. I'm like you said with, with your music. You just made me think. I'm pretty good at poetry, but I still feel there's room for improvement. I'm I'm not at that plateau where I, I would like to be. You know, I thank my creator. He gave me the talent to write and be more specific to write to write poetry, but I still feel um, that I have, like, work to do to, to mm-hmm. take it to a be-all, uh, you know, an end-all, be-all approach. Right. And I would suggest the same thing, uh, you know, with your uh, financial situation. Um, maybe have you, like you said, have you tried looking at it? Maybe have you tried going to, an, you know, like another avenue or something?
6: Well, let's let's just address this one issue of trusting yourself uh-huh. enough to share your music or poetry or writing with people in in a where there's no fear, so that, of stealing or things like that. Because I, literally, late, lately I I go to the studio, I record 40 or 30 minutes worth of me beatboxing and singing freestyle, uh-huh. creating new songs. Right, and I just share it with my friend in Massachusetts who I've never met. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, I I know I can recreate what is happening there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so that's that's what takes away my fear that someone's going to steal these ideas. But I want to help other people get rid of that same fear. Is there anything in your book for that?
1: Yes, dear. and.
6: I'm sorry, someone's talking over me. I was just trying to ask Reginald a quick question.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: What was your question again? Could you repeat that please?
6: Certainly uh the question is basically am uh, how can is there something in your book for to uh, to help people feel like they can trust others so they don't have to feel shy about sharing their talent? I don't
4: think I necessarily uh put that in my book but however I, I could give you advice always like uh, you know really you can't trust no one and that, mm-hmm. ain't, that includes family members friends and acquaintances but some
0: oh, that's <laughs> right there
4: I'm yeah. sorry some you could trust a little bit more than others and I think your homework is you have to really sort out you know who you can trust and all
0: like that you know, I, I just have to butt in. When you say you can't trust no one, that's some heavy, mm-hmm. heavy statement right there. Mm-hmm. That kind of blows the wigs off
5: mm-hmm.
0: and exposes the bareness of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, it lets you know just how fragile we are. I think sometimes until you've been broken, you don't realize how one can bruise easily. And when you know that something has the potential to harm you and Mm -hmm. others, you're going to be a lot more cautious around that individual person, place, or thing. Mm -hmm. I think what happens is we got to remember, take the mask off. You are not Supergirl, Superwoman, Superman. You cut, Mm -hmm. you bruise easily, you bleed. Mm
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Your bones break, okay? Mm
5: -hmm. You are still yet human. Mm -hmm. So
0: in that, in that respect or in that regard, you've got to be wise. You've got to be wise. You can't just be opening yourself up. Mm
5: -hmm. A
0: lot of damage,
5: uh, goods,
0: um, um, experiences where you become, you're becoming the damaged
5: Mm -hmm.
0: goods. You got mm-hmm. to be yeah. a little more intuitive
5: mm-hmm. and
0: conscious,
5: mm-hmm.
0: a little more discerning. Mm-hmm. Beware! Mm-hmm. Be aware mm-hmm. more yeah. and know and your queen, surroundings. Know who you're dealing mm-hmm. with.
7: Yeah, and our queen Francis, Queen queens you know what you, you just um, what you were just saying. It was uh you, were, uh, you were saying in the summary of when I had read about empathy last week.
2: Oh.
3: Uh, Fran?
0: I'm still here, yes.
4: Yeah, I want to say uh, to Donaldson, it sounds like he's talented. He should definitely get his music uh, copyrighted with the Copyright Office in Washington. That that would, you know, safeguard, protect him, because that's what I did uh, with one of my poems. Because, you know, it's on the internet, and that way, uh, you know, I guess Mm -hmm. he'd be pretty safe to share because it's copyrighted. Because like you say, you have You do have a lot of thieves and cod artists out there, and you know, Mm -hmm. like you know, say hey, like you said, friend, years ago, just take one or two magic words uh, to change one's life, and if, like you said, if like copyright them, if that thing's not
6: copyrighted, then perfect. They got you. Mm -hmm. That's a great answer. Um, uh, That would I, I swear to God, that would make any artist feel comfortable, especially considering the contractual nature of the industry. So, excellent answer, sir.
4: Yeah, any way I can help you. I'm, I'm very glad to talk to you, Donaldson. I mean, you know, always, um, you know, you could call in. Um, Frank, I could give you my email address. If you have any questions, I could email you. Uh,
0: well, actually, the, all your contacts information I posted okay. on the events page. So, yeah. anyone, if you haven't yet visited the event page for Episode 159, of the exceptional scribble show, you can go on social media, mm-hmm. Facebook. You can also go on Twitter and you can see on Twitter the contact information for um communicating with Reginald Murray, who is the published author of the book entitled A Successful Formula. Also there is an audio book it's entitled The Enchanted mm-hmm. Uh Snow Forest, and Correct. I just to it. play some of that because it's a very dramatic epic monologue and um storytelling in general, but I just wanted to share that with everyone, so you'd be as kind as
6: perfect
7: you. thank you oh mm-hmm.
6: mm-hmm. also, just so you know I will be looking that information up and i'll attempt i' will um Give you a contact because I want to talk talk to you about how we can make some, or how I could be a little more confident in my moves regarding this this beatboxing. <laughs> sure. No one knows about this. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's another thing I think is really really missing from from the spirit, the happiness, you know, uh, uh, that people can be so much more happy when they're producing, um, being creative, you know. I think that being happy with, sorry about the noise, that being happy with where you're at, you know, happy, you know, with your direction,
5: mm-hmm.
6: that's super crucial, I think, to become to, to that feeling of success, you know. And then when other, when you feel successful, I think other people are going to feel that success around you. Now, you're going to get haters. People that don't want you to to exude success because they don't they don't think you fit the image.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Okay, but I say keep striving because. sound
4: like a motivator yourself, Donaldson. I'm learning from you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning from Donald. And you, do, and you know what, dude, Donaldson, you have to love your work. You have to love what you're doing.
6: Absolutely.
4: Because yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's don't need to go. You know, like. You want to be in your work wholeheartedly, not half heartedly, because if it's like if you're half heartedly, you're like you're going through the motion, and at some juncture, monotony and boredom may set in, and then, hey, I want to try something different. But if you love what you're doing, then half the battles run right there. Your motivation, your fiery motivation, will come from within.
6: So let me ask you this then, because since you're talking about love for what you're doing, mm-hmm. you can tell I love what I do. Um, and so you you wrote this book in e-formula, uh, a, a successful formula, in e- e-format. Is it coming out in print? Are you planning on any other styles of releasing it? Is it something, you know, bigger?
4: Uh, uh, it's in paperback, and it's also in print. And if you wanted to order copies. It's in print. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello?
6: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah.
4: Yeah. You could go to iUniverse.com. dot com. That's a lowercase i and a capital u to, to begin with. That's iUniverse.com, dot com, and you can ask for the title, "A Successful Formula."
6: Great. Absolutely wicked.
4: Right.
5: Yeah. And you guys got good big, energy. I'm sure you're
4: going to make it big as a musician. When you come out with some songs or DVDs, please let me know.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, I mean, I I can tell you now that um, it's. I really just I'm interested more in um finding. yeah.
5: Right,
6: hold on, you guys are doing dumb here. So I'm really interested in finding more. Uh, uh by the way i I got two dogs there just trying to scrap with each other now. let me mute out real quick while this this, this situation
5: resolves itself okay yes,
6: anyways, what well, like I was saying every I, I highly recommend everybody contact the gent I'm sure that you know that uh if they follow my advice that I will not be in be able to contact him because there will be too many people, you know, at your ear. Right. But I will reach out to you through the Sages information because I'm looking for tips and advice on how to become financially successful, how I can actually become more financially successful because I'm already financially successful. But I think you get where I'm going with that.
4: Yes, I do. <laughs> the information we
3: learned. Thank you. Thank you.
6: Nice talk to you, Donaldson. Call in again. You too, Reginald. Appreciated it. And Sage, thanks for having Reginald on because he is a great contributor to your show. I feel like he sent a lot of valuable information tonight, as has um, the Queen, Queen Sephora. She she had a couple of comments. I'm I miss, I'm waiting for her actual uh, full ontor, You know, full onslaught. <Yeah>,
0: we're gonna <laughs> but, um, move things right along because time is of the essence. Um, first and foremost, Reggie, uh, just to say thank you. I think this might be your third time, three times a charm. Yes, this it is. is. time on the platform? No. I already watched it. Lots of board workers. Let us know? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, is this your third time on yes, the it is. platform?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yeah, I was saying three times is a charm. You know that saying?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I would suggest that it does apply. Mm-hmm. with you um, mm-hmm. pertaining to the uh, time that you've been on this.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: I have to say something real quick, you guys. I just thought of it while you were speaking, uh, Sage. So I apologize for the intrusion. Um, just the other day I was speaking about an idea on a, on one of these talk show calls, right? And I told people, I put it out there, that I do some third-party service for people. I will I will act as a third party representative for you and I'll send registered email, right? So this way we can make it quicker. We don't have to do snail mail, right? So I'll be your witness, but I'll do third party service through registered email. And within a week, yep. I witnessed other people on the phone saying the same exact thing. Some supposed, you know, guru or whatever
5: uh-huh. uh,
6: w- was actually saying The same thing, and and it was a new, supposedly a new, you know, Howard's Griswold's new remedy, yada yada. And I'm just like, wait a minute, I said that last week, (laughs) you know. So there are those people out there that like to steal ideas, and they will actually steal limelight too. So this is, I mean, this is this is such a good point that you that we were talking about. Well, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Hey, and this shows. Um, I would say the the panelists of the Exceptional School Show are not unaccustomed to limelight these. We have experienced that even on this show where people will call in and they have an agenda. Their call in is not um, to be of service, but more they call in to disrupt the servicing that is in process to mm-hmm. this show. And they have their own agenda and they use their freedom as a guest mm-hmm. and having been invited to call in and join the call to um, grandstand mm-hmm. and to uh, promote their own self-interest. Mm-hmm. I, Queen Dupora, can witness and attest to that. We have witnessed that. We have even literally had to ask some people not to call in. Um, We have had to meet mics in the past. It is not an easy take when you have certain standards and your show is servicing the community and you're using the platform of the show to promote a cause that's going to help others. Sometimes you get those parties that will call in and their intentions are not alike mm-hmm. or tend to your own. And you have to weed them out. You have to know, like nipping in the bud early on,
7: mm-hmm.
0: they yeah. can disrupt your entire program. Mm-hmm. If and Queen
7: Frank, yeah, yeah, and I remember you had told me how we had that caller from Texas mm-hmm. and how, you know, what he, what he sounded like and how you had to uh, mute him. You
0: know, you had to cut him off. But he, didn't he call back, you know, from a different number? Called from a different number. Mm-hmm. And it was as a guest both times. So it wasn't like I could easily identify, oh, this is Bill from uh, Texas calling in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this show guest and it had a number. And I got to the point where I literally became frustrated. And I said, look, first and foremost, I want to put it like this I am reporting you to the administrators, um, you will not, and I, I literally told him this, I said, you will not call this show again. You are not welcome to the this show again. I explained to him what the purpose and mission of the show is and that he was not compliance with that. And I was in no way being rude. I was just being sincere.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And after that night, that was the last time that party called in. And I made sure I reported the whole, like, of what happened. I was very detailed. And before I gave and sent and submitted to the administrators, you've got to stand for something. If you don't stand for something, you're going to be violated. If you don't know your rights, you will not protect them. <laughs> and it comes down to just that and you've got to be stern you got to be firm because these people who have this type of mindset they mm-hmm. will eat you up and spit you out sometimes <laughs> you
6: got to film <laughs> up they will try trust me
4: um Donaldson go if ahead you're, if you're still listening I, I've had two experiences um about stealing ideas and these ideas are so small um uh one time I went shopping for a brand new pair of sneakers and a couple was was watching me, they were gonna get
0: um, okay i'm I'm hearing too much background or backfeed sound. I'm a stickler for only allowing things to record that are with clarity and simplicity, meaning it is clearly uh relayed messaging or sound quality where everyone can easily interpret what they're hearing. A few seconds ago, whatever the noise is in whomever's background, I had to mute it. um, It was very disruptive Mm -hmm. and it made it so we could barely hear or make out what the person who is the feature artist in the spotlight Mm -hmm. is saying. I cannot allow for that. And I'm just, making a general statement so everyone is aware. If that happens, I will have to mute your mic. And I'm asking you politely, I'm asking you politely to please resolve the issue so that when the recording continues, everyone can hear and benefit from what is heard. Okay, that's all I'm asking. Thank you.
6: Okay, now what were you just saying, Reginald?
4: Oh, about um, I just went to purchase a brand-new pair of sneakers, and a, a, a couple, um, there was a guy, he was going to um, get his own pair, but then when I purchased mine, put them on, he turned around and bought the same kind I did. So I was just giving you an example of that, um, how, like I said, people would, you know, if they can't steal your ideas and get away with it, you, you know, you got to watch it because you have all kinds of people out there.
6: Uh-huh. That's interesting because cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah when i shared the information with uh the massachusetts guy uh you know there was already his excitement i could hear it in his voice he was saying how he could use he could make full songs on what i sent him you know uh-huh. like i'm like wow that's yeah. cool that you saw that you said that to me that's great. Now I know what your intent might be. <laughs> uh-huh.
5: That's good. That's good therapy for you. Good medicine.
4: <laughs>
6: it was, it, it's cool because I don't mind sharing the information. I had one experience where I feel like I lost an opportunity because I was reluctant to share uh, my talent. And it was all because I was was well, I wanted some security in a paper form. I wanted, you know, hey, give me percentage in writing, you know, that kind of thing of whatever it is we record for. But what happened was I just lost the entire opportunity altogether to record and work with very cool people, mm-hmm. okay? All because I was... I just didn't want to be free, you know, with the talent. So there's a time and a place to be free with your talent and a time to be restricted with it. I think that is you know, these awareness points are crucial, you know, when, you know, people can be aware, they should be aware when it's okay to share this music with people, Mm -hmm. and hey, right now it's not okay, you know, I'm not too afraid, you know, yada yada, you get the point.
4: Right, that's how I feel about my poetry, because if I feel my poetry is not at the top of the line, I mean, I'm not going to share it until I really feel it's, Uh, I guess written in stone, you know, how how I put it. You know, I feel there's always work to be done.
6: Interesting. Well, yeah. Yeah,
5: cool.
0: Okay, well, at this time, we're going to have Reginald Murray, who was a feature artist in the spotlight, published author, author of the book entitled... A Successful Formula, we know that this book is now available in paperback format and e-book edition. So at this time, we're going to have him to share his contacts so that anyone that would like to correspond with him post tonight's show's interview, they will have the contact information needed to do so. So Reggie, I'm going to hand you the mic. And at this time, share all of your contacts that you would like to share with our listeners. And if you have any final remarks before we close out the exclusive interview hour, you may do so. And I will be playing some of the Enchanted Snow forests, of course, before we close out the interview because I want people to get a whiff of or... Um, to have an impression about what type of writing and narrative style of writing um, that you possess. Okay. Reggie? Yes, I'm
4: still here. The mic
0: is in your hands to share your context.
4: Okay. Uh, The book, A Successful Formula, is a highly um, self development self um motivating book and I suggest it's it's open to anybody who would like to um it's it's a fun book to read by the way the examples are riveting and it's for anybody who want to start some kind of business uh to help them get going and you can pick up a copy order copies through iuniverse.com amazon.com if you're sure uh I would like to leave my email address it's rwm dot four eight one two at gmail dot com but um, the book uh, you know it actually closes uh, the last chapter of the book closes with the Reverend Al Sharpton I I cannot say exactly it's on the tip of my tongue but um, I use I try to use like I said examples uh, of celebrity African American celebrities past and present uh, to get my point across that's all Fran.
6: I missed the email address.
4: Yeah, I'll give it to you again. RWM dot four eight one two at gmail dot com.
6: So RWM dot four eight one two at, right?
4: Yeah, gmail.com. dot com. Okay,
6: gotcha, gotcha. Thank you. Yep.
0: Okay. Excellent. Oh. Yeah, Fran. Yes.
4: I'm gonna turn the mic back over to you. <laughs>
0: okay. Thank you. Well, I want to say again, I I thank you, Reginald,
5: mm-hmm. for
0: your availability and for extending, uh, yourself and accepting my invitation to mm-hmm. be a return guest. Yeah, and you um, know what?
4: Like you said, Fran, I thought about what you said. The third time's a charm. Yeah. What I mean by that, I had more fun. The, the first two were okay, but this I really had fun. What? Excellent.
0: I really had fun, <laughs> Fran. We
4: we we, we might have had a little slow start getting going, but look what happened. We, you know, we had a strong
3: finish. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, what I'm going to do
0: now is I'm going to play um a little sampling of the Enchanted Snow Forest. So, our listening audience can become acquainted with how you express yourself via your writing and the narrative style.
4: Thank you. Greatly appreciated.
0: Yes indeed. And that should help in in the way of for those who would like to purchase a copy of the audiobook. And that is a short story which again is entitled The Enchanted Snow Forest. Um I'm certain that once they hear the sample They will be much interested in that as well. So um, those were the two works being featured tonight, and I'm going to play that in just a few more seconds. Everyone will be able to hear it.
5: You need a website.
0: And that was not it. That was a part of a commercial. (laughs) Here we go.
3: Enchanted
2: Snow Forest, by Reginald Murray, narrated by Otis Jiry. Danny Watkins has awakened from a sound night's sleep. He looks out his bedroom window at a vague forest where there are tall evergreen trees. Those neighboring trees pretty much block the view of what else is beyond. For quite some time, this forest has been a mystery to him. It is Christmas morning, but a dreary gray day. Danny wonders why. He cannot worry about things he has no control over. The weather, for one thing. Danny is not ready to open his presents yet. If only he can get a glimpse of the remote woodlands to satisfy his curiosity, that would do the trick. He quickly gets dressed, putting on his wintry outfits, and heading straight for the front door. Danny, where are you going? his mother asks. I just want to play in the snow some before I open my presents, the adventurous person says. But it's Christmas, darling. You have the rest of the day to do that, she says. I fixed some breakfast for you. It can't wait. It can, he impatiently adds. I won't be long. He closes the door behind him. Danny has lied to his mother with a straight face. Playing by himself in the snow is quite boring. Then again... Another thought enters his mind. If he could build a snowman, if only he could, perhaps the world's tallest one will suffice his needs. But he needs help. He has none. Building the world's tallest snowman facing his house is a great idea. Whenever he looks out his window, it would fascinate him. But I have no help, he muses the thought casually. He gives himself a reality check. Danny walks that much deeper into the silent woodlands, witnessing what it's like being in cahoots with one of Mother Nature's treasures. His curiosity isn't satisfied. Far from it. He sees the bare trees. Winter's stinging breath has stripped fall of her variegated trees. So much for little Danny's good wishes. He has to wait another 365 days to see the sheer beauty of them, but he likes them. He notices the forest squirrels, rabbits, chipmunks, beavers, and raccoons quickly scampering here and there off in the distance, cutting across the snow-covered path, running through rotten, fallen logs as their safety net, and those haughty birds flying off to wherever. His eyes catch a deer, perhaps lost in its way, The deer senses little Danny's proximity. Instantly, he bounds away, fearing harm might come to him. Danny tries to keep up with the forest creature, but the animal's four strong legs are too much for the fragile legs of Danny to overtake it. Come back, come back, little Danny pleads to the deer. I won't harm you. It does no good. Following that animal was done for a purpose because something else catches Danny's sight. Just up a ways some is a gigantic snow creature, inland, just off to the left of the path. It looks to be made out of several hundred pounds of snow. It is neat-looking by all means. Danny was always fascinated how snow creatures are made. His mother reads him bedtime stories of snowmen coming to life and aiding those in trouble. This fascinated little Danny. This one really takes the cake. He inches that much closer and closer to the snow creature to get a first-hand glimpse of what he is really like. He touches it. Instantly, the snow sculpture comes to life. It's Danny, the undersized person, against the gigantic snow creature, perhaps the tallest snow structure in the world. My gosh, Danny says out loud, I've read stories about abominable snowmen, other hideous snow creatures, and the likes of many more. I must have dreamt him up. I've never seen any come to life with one touch. The huge snow structure peers down at him with his piercing eyes, saying, Yes, I am an abominable snowman. But my deeds are good ones. Who are you? I'm Danny, he replies, introducing himself. What's your name? I'm Lauren, the abominable snowman adds. Who made you, he asks. If I told you, you wouldn't believe me, the snowman answers. Do tell, Danny urges. A long time ago, he begins, some children were playing here in this exact spot. You should know, we have all sorts of people who love the outdoors, winter life. It chanced one Christmas day that they decided to build the largest snowman in the world with the help of parents and friends, just for kicks. They built me. My rash thinking is for me to scare off any foe or beast that might come upon them unawares. Even the wild forest animals would stay their courses. What happened next, Danny asks. As you might have guessed, an evil wolf by the name of Gwalin and his miscreants caught everyone off guard. He had some dark powers. He and his cohorts penalized us. How? He used his dark magic to subdue us, the gentle snowman said. I was alive. He turned me into a snow sculpture. As you see, me and his bandits kidnap my friends. He blew his stinging breath on me. My gosh. Were they ever jolly with big hearts? Where did they take them? To a place deep in the forest, some 70 miles east of here, the snowman responds. To be exact, they are somewhere in these backwoods. He's taking them in as his hostages. Why, Danny wants to know. My guess is he has no Christmas in his dark heart, Laren answers. Poor soul. He's never experienced the true meaning of Christmas. I guess there is no Christmas in his heart. There never was, perhaps. There never will be.
0: Okay, all right. So that was a sample of the audio book entitled The Enchanted Snow Forest. Again, it is written by published author Reginald Murray, and the narrative was done by, and what is that uh, name? Uh, Otis.
4: Otis Jari.
0: Jari, yes, Otis Jari. Mm-hmm.
4: Fran, I had so much fun. I said, like you said, I, this is the third time. But I mean, I never had. That I want to
0: make sure if people have questions, they get to ask because once we transition to Queens of Poros segment,
5: mm-hmm. we've got
0: to stay there. Right. So, does anyone have any questions for Reginald Murray? Just from what they just heard, we're going to stay on topic. Just from, oh,
6: see, I would help out with that
0: narrative.
6: Yeah. Donaldson here with one question for him, mm-hmm. uh, Reginald, about the the story. How long have you been, when did you think of this, the plot? When did you think of the story? Uh, what, like, yeah, I just was wondering when you came up with the idea.
1: It was
4: around uh, three years ago. It was, it was actually, to be exact, it was in August of 2014. I had just, um, I read other uh, Christmas Allegories, and I always did. It intrigued me uh, about the Christmas, and so I said, "Let me, you know, write some children's uh, literature and all like that." And it came into view, and, and I sent it off to one of the, the short stories uh, contests. And you know, to make a long story short, they, you know, they retained it, and I, I said, "Let me, um, if it's possible, do an, uh, you know, they do like audio versions of it, and that's what I did, and." They retained it, and it was just posted um, Mm -hmm. three days just this past December, three days after Christmas, on the 28th of December, 2016.
6: Well, let me know if you need somebody else to read something for you, because I would be happy to do that. Oh, okay. I definitely have not read anything before, ever. I don't even know English, but, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I think I could try. (laughs) <laughs> I'm being facetious. I'm joking you guys. Come on. I'm I'm joking. Well, like you yes. say you
4: try you the, again the magic word nothing beats trying but a failure, you know.
6: But I actually did have one question. I noticed an error in the very beginning of what we just heard. Mm-hmm. I noticed you said um you, you made you made something plural when I think that it could have been actually let the s could have been left off. Okay. Do you, did you use what an editor or proofreader did you do all the work on your own? how did you manage to um- cut, finalize your product?
4: well, i think um I mostly did it on my own I, I you know i i I probably was like rushing through it and uh because they said they don't edit it myself that's it's probably, it probably was a typographical error or something
6: exactly what it was it was a typ- typographical error mhm mhm.
4: And I learned from it. Um, I said, "Wow!" Um, I said, "I won't make that mistake again."
6: Oh, so you know, you know the one. But I, I just—I'll tell you this: um, the story. I, I was getting into it. So, congratulations, my friend. You and sound also very successful. It's on succ- MP3
4: yeah. too. It's that's. Uh, it's. I think that's on Google and YouTube. It's an MP3.
0: Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. the audio link itself. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Version, it was done, MP3 recorded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: He, they are two different versions. Otis Jari does a reading, and then uh, Peter Bishop, along with the music, does his his narrative, I mean, his version of the it, storytelling. It's Well, an... oh,
0: I think I might have heard both, but I have okay. to say, I felt more... Um, it was more compelling. the 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 Otis diary narrative to me was more compelling. Oh, was it okay? Other recording yeah. with the music and all, and I think it says a lot.
6: I forgive me, forgive me, Sage, because I think I was in error just now when I. It could have been the the person who read it that missed maybe added the s to. I had to really really go in and see for myself what the the writing style. But I just was excited by your by the readings by the guy Otis. So thank you.
4: Yeah, he's got no... I read the comments, and a lot of people, like you, commented him. They they really like how he did it. He did it in a professional style. A lot of people, you know, from, I guess from around all over, like how Otis Jari read it.
0: Yeah, because I had a chance to hear the other one. The other one had the music and the sounds and all that, but it wasn't... The soulful, this soulful vibe, mm-hmm. like, I get
5: Okay.
0: hearing Otis Diary mm-hmm. through the narrative. So um, congratulations on that change. You know, sometimes you got to try uh, things first to know right. what works best or what comes across or comes through better.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, sometimes it's about, you know, what reaches the uh, target, the intended target audience,
5: mm-hmm. and
0: what Bill, the stronger right. impact. That's right. what you want to stick with. Mm-hmm.
6: Bill Cooper, an author who is no longer with us on this plane of existence, uh, due to the um, tragedy that happened to him with the sheriffs in Nevada,
5: mm-hmm. uh,
6: but uh, what he... He actually narrated his own book, "Behold a Pale Horse." Yeah, and I I thought it was amazing when I heard his voice, the way he was able to just describe right. everything. Yeah, recreating the book in audio, um, and so I was excited to hear what you just played for so us. I'm
0: glad you shared tonight uh-huh. that it is available in audio because I, from time to time, Queens apart, remember we were going going over um, a list of. Books that we recommend that our listening audience read, and that's one of them. Mm -hmm. That is definitely one of them. And now that I know it's also available in audio, I will be encouraging our listeners to hear the audio version of the book as well.
5: And, of course, if you need Donaldson flow time,
6: he's at your beckoning call.
0: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I could hear Donaldson could do some voiceovers. It's it's that one commercial um, (laughs) thing of the State Farm. guy, the guy who's an actor, the African-American. And then they have the different actors in the commercials that all of a sudden their voice changes to his voice. And they, <laughs> I can see some safe safari with Donaldson's voice and then all of a sudden the person is not, well, they're talking, but now they're, we're hearing Donaldson's voice and their mouth is moving and we're not hearing their voice anymore.
7: <laughs>
6: yeah, you know, I just want to read for Reginald on his next book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would love to I when you way out there, Donaldson. I got you on I got you doing <laughs> state farm commercials. I got <laughs> No, but really the richness the voice. You gotta know, you know, some people just have the voice per se where their voice can be utilized to um a greater capacity of, um, you know, to have them doing the commercial ads and to have them doing the jingles and for products to help endorse pro- yeah, products. Yeah, that's
6: exactly like that. why he used Otis, because Otis sounded like an OG. He was a pimp. Or I'm saying that not fi- literally, but figuratively. Right. I <laughs> It's not even good to say it figuratively, though, to be honest with you, because pimps are kind of buttheads, but uh, yeah, th- that's uh, that's man, Otis, what a voice. He killed it. I was really, really impressed with that, and I don't have any other questions, and we can move forward if you want to, Sage, but that's... I look forward to talking to you, Reginald, then. great work.
4: Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, thank you again, Reginald, for providing the link. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought said- that that would be good to have our listeners to also hear what the audio book has, you know, what it consists of, that sampling. Mm -hmm. And that storytelling is awesome. It really is.
4: Thank you. Any way I could um, make it intriguing and worthwhile. Um,
0: I don't know that you tuned in the night when we had, it was another author by the name of Shamaya Bay. Okay, Uh, what
4: episode was that?
0: Uh, He has a book series. I believe that's episode 157. Wait a minute. Okay, one fifty seven. No, 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 because it was last week. Okay. Um, one fifty eight.
4: One fifty eight. Okay. Well, I'll listen to it. I'll definitely get on and listen.
0: Yes, and and here's why he did an audio book, and so I think. There's some information he can relay
5: mm-hmm.
0: to you that would be helpful. Okay. You uh, are doing your mar- marketing, the marketing that and promotions
5: mm-hmm. that
0: needs to happen for your book sales to skyrocket. Right. Um okay. he's a good resource as well but he took that path as you have mm-hmm. and had a, a book that he wrote which is a series I believe it's a, it's going to be a trilogy um, part one we had him on to discuss that and then we did another interview with a return guest artist and he discussed part two and um, in the near future when it's completed he'll be discussing part three on this platform, and it was a privilege. I mean, the evolution of the book, we actually had a first-hand sneak peek in how the book was evolving, and um, to the full um, <laughs> synopsis of what the series itself has to offer the reader. So, yeah, um, if audiobook is for Your work, you'll know it, because I know he mentioned that um, it wasn't something he jumped into just because it was a trend.
5: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, It was just something he started feeling. You you just start knowing sometimes from within that you should do something different. Mm -hmm. And he did. He took that leap of faith and, you know, in life, time and chance. You know, it happens to everyone, and it just still happened to be the right time. He took a chance, and it was the right time, and it was a successful move on his part. And I look forward to the next part, which will be part three, and what that's going to entail.
4: I got to check it out, and I will.
0: Yes, so that's episode <laughs> 158, and um, Shamaya Bay, I'll, off, off the air, I will definitely share the I'll email you his contact information.
6: Sage. I would like to freestyle a story. Uh, I don't know if you can handle it uh, before we go into the other thing, but uh, freestyling the story that I wrote when I was in the sixth grade. I can't even... I'll be honest with you. I can't remember it. But uh, (laughs) it's a good story. It's a... It's called the Magic Red Sox if you can han if you can handle it.
0: Okay. Um I don't see why we can not handle
6: it. <laughs> Is everybody
0: else, <laughs> else handling it?
6: Handle it, yo. No, just wait. Uh cool. Um basically whenever you're ready I'll just you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and kick in with the uh the dialogue. Yeah. But it's about it's it's about a it's about a kid who who just wants to impress his friends, you know, and um, the, uh, the happiness that he finds from just, just really impressing himself, you know, by being, being uh, kind of um, a go-getter. Okay, <clears throat> so one day, little Johnny was digging in the backyard because he was pulling weeds after being punished by his grandmother. While digging, little Johnny found a a pair of dirty red socks. Not thinking anything of it, throwing them to the side, continuing to pull weeds and complain, he planned on washing them later and wearing them to school the next day. (laughs) Ha ha ha! He would get back at his grandmother after all. For this weed pulling, he could just make the lot la- the the washer machine dirty. Just throw the dirty socks in, and then he could uh, irritate her, so to say. <clears throat> so later on, after the weed pulling, he snuck the socks into the laundry. The next morning, he found the socks in his clean laundry, and he put them on his feet. Right. And I don't even I don't even remember whether or not the grandmother left a note saying thanks for putting the, the, the new socks into the laundry. No, she did not do that because she didn't even know whose socks they were. She probably thought they were a friend's socks, but washed them anyways. What a loving grandma. In any case, little Johnny was late for school that morning as well because he was fascinated by the sparkle that came off of the socks as he drew them onto his feet and up his leg. Wandering to the bus stop, he noticed the bus pulling away, running to try and catch it. Please stop. Don't leave me. I'm, I don't want to be late for school. I'll be punished again. More weeds.
5: Right? Right? No. What
6: happened? Johnny started flying. He was... The next thing you know, he was actually floating next to the bus and passed all of all of the, you know, all the buses and was waving. (laughs) All of his friends could see him and were just... They were impressed with the fact that he was flying to school. He didn't need the bus. It was amazing. It was amazing. He was basically the school hero, ladies and gentlemen. But... At the end of the day, after he made it to school before everybody, of course, and was impressing everyone, uh, he had to take the socks off. And he just became, you know, ordinary go-getter, Johnny guy who loves to impress his friends and also respect his grandmother. And he threw the socks back in the laundry, cleaned them, and the next day they lost their effect. Hey, that's the end of the story, you guys. That's that piece.
0: Well, that was raw, I'll say that much. A, a lot of tweaking can be done to it to give it a more smoother.
6: Oh, for sure. I just I just was actually just going through the files, you know, and.
0: Uh, it was and in the rough, what we heard. It was totally
6: rough, yeah, yeah. It was definitely nowhere near uh, Otis gy- Gyrie Styles, but.
0: Uh, it was just <laughs> smooth. And it could it could be smooth, so it's something it, that could definitely use some tweaking, some, uh, you know, just getting those rough details and, and lines smoothed out. Maybe some things can be cut out altogether. You can omit.
6: Right. Exactly. So instead of saying
0: it's simpler, I,
6: he. And he ran across, He ran to, you know, uh, you know, to catch up with the bus. I could have said something like, um, hurrying to catch up and make sure not to miss the bus.
0: You something could like have that. made it more simpler than that because you want to think a child. How would a child do it? How would a child express? Oh, a
6: six-year-old. I mean, a sixth-grader. It's like a sixth-grader or a fifth-grader, you know. I'm, I'm yeah, right in there.
0: like yeah. you know, just keep it simple. Not too much words because it is a child's um, perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, from a child's perspective, not an adult. Really. I got you. You know what I mean. But what do
6: you think about? What? Yeah. What do you think about the idea, though, Sage? This this idea, right? And Reginald of of, of Magic Red Sox, right? Impressing the friends. And also respecting grandma. I mean <laughs> you can't you can't go wrong with that. You Some
0: know? characters, characters huh? not like what you were doing, not like an Otis diary narrative voice, but actual characters where you hear a childlike voice. Um, something like the show Wonder Years did where a child, you know, the commentary, very child, like a child's lines would compose, you know, the lines and the verses and the words, and then have some sound effects, too, because we're talking about a 10-year-old, like you said, fourth or fifth grader, um, you know. Well,
6: so the sixth grader, right, 10. Sounds
0: right. there, mm-hmm. where, it's, you know, it's like animated-type uh, storytelling, but definitely not more somber and refined inventors vintage by Otis Diary. Like, hey, I'll be, uh,
4: Thank no, you. Taking for for the feedback
0: for that story. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, uh,
4: the, the beginning was strong, but then the end kind of, I thought, tailed off. Some I thought, it, you know, it could have been perhaps written <laughs> a little bit differently. So I like how you started the story off.
6: Thank you. Yeah, no, I was definitely um, feeling like the lack of, of of resonance with my bottom line there, you know, with the story. But I, I still felt like I wanted to display that and put myself out there. You know, I mean, sometimes you just have to risk it, you know? I mean, I'm not worried. I have no, nothing to protect here. Uh, but it's really interesting if you really think about it. Um, I only have love to give here. And this is, this is so beautiful, you know, to be able to share this story with you guys on this call, you know, and and, and get the feedback, you know. Um, but what I was thinking was... was how about the, this? The,
0: the sim- whoa, 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 Yeah. How about this? Why not make it a song? <laughs> Didn't we used to make up songs back in the day? Right. Stories, the music... And tell a story. Why not do well, it yeah, we
6: could make a song about it. As long as we make money, that's why I was trying to get to is that if if, if, everything if, if we can make have money,
0: be like a narrative style in writing. It can be a rap. It could be a spoken word artistry style of telling a story. It doesn't always have exactly walk.
6: Well, like I said, that was a freestyle. And it was for you guys, and I don't normally do that, so that was just hey, a special thing, a one-off.
0: Reginald is, it, Reginald inspired that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the onus on Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Put everything on him. You me. did that. <laughs> this diary narrative, and you just started doing that. You got in that vibe, and you just started performing
6: with it. Blase, blase, <laughs> yes, blase, 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 blase.
0: blase. <laughs> so that's what happened here tonight. That don't know. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. at, we're going to shift queen. gears. Mm-hmm. The night is still young, but if I
5: dialogue,
0: the night won't stay young. So we're going to shift gears now, and we're going to now turn over the mic yeah. into the hands of the co host of the Exceptional Scribble Show, Queen Zipporah Thalman. Welcome, Queen Zipporah. All right. Thank you, Queen
7: Fran. I am going to, you know, sign off for tonight
0: until next time. Oh, okay. All right, Queen Zipporah. Do you have any final remarks? Uh, No, no remarks. Well, thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, next week it is imperative that you come prepared for notes because Queen Zipporah has a lot to share and we need to hear of what she has in store. Thank you, Queen Zippora, as always. Much is appreciated.
7: All right. Thank you, Queen Fran. And everyone else, you know, good night. This is Queen Zippora Thalman, co-hostess for Exceptional Scribble, episode 159 for Tuesday, April the 18th, 2017. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
4: Thank you, Queen Zippora. It's nice to speak to you.
7: All right, you're welcome. And same here, Reginald. Zipporah Thelman,
6: thank you. Donaldson here with a sincere well wishes to you.
0: All right, thank you. All right, good night, everyone. Good night, Queen Zipporah, and until next time, peace. All right, bye bye.
6: So Did it have been well wishes for you or well wishes to you? I don't know. I think for you. Well wishes for you. Something like that. You know? I always correct myself. Anyways. <laughs> Are we still here?
0: Okay.
5: <laughs>
6: I'm still here
5: too,
0: <laughs> um, The show usually, we're originally scheduled for a three-hour pilot, so let's start wrapping up, I'm gonna ask you um since you're still on the line with us, Reginald, if you would like to kind of give us a little more information to go on about the enchanted snow forest.
4: It's a family um fun uh fantasy it's uh it's about giving in the true uh meaning of Christmas here, um, little Danny, um, he you know, wanders in and his dream comes true. He said if he could build him a larger snowman, he runs across the snowman, yet some of the audience thought he was gonna get eaten by the snowman, but they turn out to be good friends and uh they uh to, to subjugate the the evil wolf uh will and whatever because Boylan doesn't have no Christmas in his heart and you know, he's very envious of those who celebrate Christmas, so he meets his deathbed uh at Lauren and then um Danny um wants to stay in the Enchanted Forest but he realizes he has to go back to reality, um and uh, you know, he he helps the uh, conquerors Uh, Gwala and his miscreants and get back to the true meaning of Christmas because Christmas is a time when you're supposed to uh, give and forgive. And, you know, sometimes it's, I don't know, it's better, I've heard saying it's better to give than to receive, but uh, Danny does both. (laughs)
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you a question.
5: Mm
0: -hmm. Note the names. I noticed the names you selected. Why Danny?
4: hmm You want me to give the name of the story you said?
0: No, I noticed the names you selected for characters.
4: Oh, yeah. Laren as um, the the snowman and Gwalin as as the... Uh, Wallin. As the evil wolf and Harwin as uh, Laren's friend, you know, where they sit down and have hot chocolate together.
0: Now, La- is it Laren?
4: Yes, Laren, L-A-R-I-N. <laughs> L-A-R-I-N.
0: Okay. Can you just um, give a little detail information about how you came about choosing those names and the origin of those names, because, of course, not all of them are English.
5: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Some may have some other, um, you know, uh, ethnic origin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you kind of give a little information on how you selected those names?
4: Actually, that's a good question. I just was at the at the time, um, I just invented names at the top of my head. And, I okay. you know, I didn't want to make them sound like they were uncouth, you know. And uh, Gwalen, I used to know a friend when I grew up, in This his name was Gwalen. So I, uh, you know, just put the A in. It's a short-sounding A for Gwalen. The wolf, you know, the chief wolf. And, um, Laren, I just, uh, you know, I always debate should it be Larwin or Laren, but I like I, Laren for easy, you know, for pronunciation.
0: I guess my reason for asking the question was I wanted to know was it deliberate on your part? Did you select, pre select these names? Did you already have in mind, I want these names to have, um, to be of a certain origin and so forth, or to mean, like, was it, that these names meant certain things as to why you selected them for these characters. That's all.
4: No, they just, you know, it's just something I I just thought up at the time, and I wrote it on paper so I wouldn't forget, you know what I'm saying? They didn't, they really didn't have no meaning or anything.
0: Oh, okay. That's, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Again, give everyone how they can uh, purchase the audio book and, um, your contact information, and then we have another caller. I must introduce.
3: You've you've all been
6: blighted by geniusness. Just want to say that. <laughs>
4: that's, that's what makes it fun, friend.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, Reginald, how can someone that's interested purchase the audio book? The Enchanted Snow Forest.
4: Uh, there's a website called Chilling Tales for Dark Knights .com, and you can go there, and they have um, you know all the details about how to purchase it. Um, they and I'm glad, uh, Fran. I was going to say that they kept it because on that particular website, it's, it's sticking out like a sore thumb.
0: Oh. Um,
4: I hope I answered the question.
0: Interesting. Well, thanks for sharing. You answered the question and shared some new information. Mm-hmm. One, many, I'm sure, not all of us knew that, about that particular site. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story the the many tells that are listed there. Thank you. Okay, all right. At this time, we have another caller on the line. Welcome, caller
1: from Georgia. Hey, hey Auntie.
0: Oh, hi. Hey, you sound wonderful. Oh, thanks for the compliment. So, what's yeah. going on?
1: Well, Auntie, I don't wanna. I don't wanna take up too much of you guys' time. Like I said again, I was gonna call and give you guys the um the breaking news, and you won't hear from me no more. <laughs> <laughs> You have some I break
5: too. Okay, yeah.
1: We're yeah, I take, I take a long vac- I take a long vacation that way. Y'all not have to hear from Philip Berry no more. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> well, I see, here's the thing. Here's what's going on. No worries. Not about politics. This is about some serious stuff. And I want to get um you and the rest of the panel to tune in on this. Um, well, you know what happened uh, over the um Easter weekend with um uh, Steve, Steve Stevenson. Um, they call him the Facebook Killer. And, Francine, let me tell you something. It's, it really, really bo- um, um, bothers me when, you know, we have so many crazy people out there. And, you know, my heart really, really goes out for the, on the Godwin family because last night I saw that um, the, it um, the, the, the was on um Don Lemon. On, he comes on CNN. And when you see, you know, them lose their father, and it feels so like when you see them crying, it's like the whole world is crying with them. And the mother was on there. She was saying that, um, you know, she told the police people, said, listen, we forgive him for what he did to, you know, our loved one. And when, when you catch him, don't hurt him. Don't kill him. Just bring him to justice. Francine, today, and I don't know if you heard about this, but um, it happened in Pennsylvania, not too far from Philadelphia. They said that um, he pulled up at McDonald's, and the, the, the guy who saw him, he actually called the authorities. And when the authority got there, you know, he actually wound up taking his life. Now, Francine, let me, let me ask you a question. I want, and, I, and I definitely want to get your, um, you know, your um, your callers on this too. Do you think that what's going on now, that this has to be a, a serious discussion about mental illness? Because they said that what well, let him be doing this. It, 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 was, it was so crazy, but he actually posted something on Facebook. They said he had a fight with his girlfriend. He told his mother what he was going to do. His mother said you know, she didn't care. His girlfriend um, posted up a, um, a statement on CBS. Francine, do you think that this? Do you think that um, mental illness is a serious matter? And what what can be done about this? Because they say he was really mentally ill. Um, I believe he was what
0: thirty nine years old.
1: I think he was. I'm not quite sure.
0: Um, he was definitely old enough.
6: Uh, I think he was 37, you guys. Thanks. That's what I remember from one video I watched of him.
0: has had some evaluation done at some point in his life. I don't think he woke up one morning and just lost it. I don't think that is M.O. Um, hopefully, Facebook also will do things to kind of help In a sense, when these types of uh, posts are done and and reported, the things that I was told, there were some things that were being posted by this individual prior to him killing. Um, The police, uh, possibly if they had awareness of some of the other incidents, um, you know, that were not as, Uh, fatal as far as the outcomes but they were abusive Um, that could have kind of helped them to kind of have an alert at least about this individual Um, now we're seeing that people are literally um, committing crimes and using Facebook to publicize um, their crimes
6: A friend? Just so you know, he said he snapped. In his Uh, own video, he was on a couple of phone calls. I guess we're talking about the killer, right? The the guy that's driving around killing people?
1: Yeah. uh, yeah, His name was Steve Stevenson. That's his name.
6: Okay, Steve Stevenson. Black guy, right? Uh, Sorry, I'm sorry. So called black. So called black. I didn't mean it. You know Uh, what I'm saying, right? In other words, he's not black. He's a brother. But what I'm saying is. Heavy set dude, right? Just making sure I got the right guy.
1: No, he wasn't heavy set. He, he wasn't heavy set. He was like a regular guy with a beard.
6: What do you mean, white? Black? No, no he was black. Big, Af- big Amer- American. Right. I- I don't. Theory. I don't believe in African Americans. You guys, you have to understand something. You guys are the the Moors, the blessed people, man. Think about that. What if What if black people were here before any of us? It's all a lie, right? I mean, think about that. I, I'm so-called white. Okay. Well, I'm not going to get into this. This is This is too deep. For this, we have so to right uh, now we want
0: to. Yeah. But my main. <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay. I
5: Sorry.
0: Answers. I don't believe that these incidents that are taking place are happening without a root. There's a root cause. I do think that mental illness um, is serious, and I think that it should be treated, and I think that there are a lot of people that are not receiving the help that they need. I don't know everything about this man that committed the crime, but I do know there's a lot of hurting people right now. And so hopefully there's a lot of therapeutic services happening within the community where the incident occurred um, for the sake of the families um, of, of the dearly departed and also of the man whom was a perpetrator. And hopefully uh, the community will heal from this. And people will become more hands-on as far as seeking help for people that they may know who are showing signs of instability, whether it's emotional instability, um, psychological, um, it's all connected. We've got to get help. If you know someone that is mentally um, in need of it, of 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 services don't neglect them please uh, try to comfort them as much as you can but urge them to get help because that could have been anyone well, I know it's hard for people to believe that oh my
6: God. Say, it's, say it's hard to believe the guy's name It's Steve Stevenson that that sounds really really strange
0: Yeah,
6: you know. So I mean, we can't just believe it on on face that it's all the, the way the media portrays it, anyways. Let's just I, not and say we did. How about that?
0: If, if I didn't see it, my, <laughs> I mean, we know a lot of people are putting videos, uh, all kinds of stuff, you know, because there's not there's not a whole lot of Things in place to prevent um, false news. False news is spreading like wildfire. That's one thing that Trump said that we have to admit was not a lie. Uh, there's a lot of fake and medium.
6: But Sage, listen. I think some people are doing it for jokes, and other people are actually doing like fake fake news. Like and making it seem like it's real, you know what I'm saying? And so to me, that's that's the problem right there. Like I I I created a character called I know Reginald is still with us.
5: Yeah, I'm still
6: here. I I I created a character called Ted White, right? Just I mean I did little did I know that that was that name was the name of some sort of wrestler guy in reality, right? I'm like okay so. The character was just a fake news correspondent, and it came out of the media. You know, like notice how the media themselves were coming out with mo- mo- uh, news uh, movies about fake news characters. You know what I'm saying? So, interesting, interesting enough. You know, uh, I did it myself, but but had some just strange one-off jokes. You know, like uh, me walking through Chinatown you know chanting older the berry sweeter the sweeter the juice while videoing myself next to some like 70 80 year old china chinese lady right old lady so i'm 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 ted white reporting live I J i'm just saying though see news it's fake right but it's also humorous like it's obviously fake right but these people that don't do obviously fake news, they, they're very irritating. I mean, it should say obviously fake news in front of it if it's really fake news. Right?
0: Why do they do that? I'll just say we have to be the ones to identify when something's um, not factual based. And if we're not able to identify the difference, we can refer to those we know and trust that can, because it is a very hurtful thing when you're hearing a lot of untruths and not enough facts. It can become damaging to one's psyche, and it's... Definitely not good. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you said it. yo. Know, the fake news video that I made in Chinatown, that was definitely damaging to the psyche, if you watch it. Because it's like I got a girlfriend, but she's 80 years old, and I'm 35, right? It's, it just doesn't make sense. It's damaging to the psyche. But I think what's happening in the mainstream, news, I mean, on Facebook, is that you've got this... This proliferation right I'm going to get serious of these it's got a proliferation of people who are taking literally they have their own agenda right of fake liberalism right and so what they do is they go out there and they create the fake news stories you know what I'm saying that's what I feel is happening but they're also using police and they're using um, but you're using actually Islam and Islam is actually one of those things that have been in been trying to be the the news's best kept secret but and they put it out there in the late 80s see what happened with Malcolm X was he was revealing to the entire world a, a different agenda for the Islamist community in the world right the Muslim community in the world than what the what the world government wanted, and that's why they had to take him out because they were his use of Is, of Muslim of Islam was peaceful, and because he was he was once a tool and then he became a devout. So, if you really think about it, Islam has been used basically as just you know a tool uh, to get extreme thinking into the mind of all people worldwide. So now everyone's thinking extremism, right? So now we have this, this um, you know, extreme kind of like uh, status quo. Wait a right?
0: minute. Go ahead. I have to explain, um, religion is religion. Yeah. But the extremism, that's something that we bring to it. We can't condemn religion because there's also a lot of positive aspects.
6: Oh, I'm not condemning religion. What I'm saying is that the Muslims are being used. So is he, religion is just being used. Well, That's wait what? a minute.
0: We can acknowledge that our extreme myths, okay, whether they be religious or non-religious, and extremism can become deadly. That's what we need to acknowledge. When you become
5: radical,
0: huh. become radical, and you become radical and a rebel and an extremist, you are dangerous. Well,
6: okay, that begs to a couple of questions because what is what is radical, right? What's when is radical radical, and then you know like. Who who does it apply to also, you know, you really think about it, you know? So I mean, if you're talking about stopping life, then yeah, you know, like that's that's well, too radical for me. I'm about more life. More life for all and less to none. And that's Donaldson's analysis. An extremist?
5: <laughs>
0: that. Right. Say that again. Well you're a radical and a re- rebel and an extremist. You're you're dangerous. What? Wait
6: a minute. What you just said right there sounded a little bit extreme itself. Because
0: but these
6: it was a generalization.
0: There are persons that are those three things. And that's why some things that we're starting to witness we can we can come to terms with it and say we are experiencing these things because what once was warm has become hot, sizzling hot in America. What we didn't deal with, it solved. Well, now the radicals, become rebels, with a cause and they're taking it to the extreme, okay, because it never got resolved. They were already mad. Well, now they're mad as hell, and it's rage that we're seeing. And rage is what? When you look it up, explosive anger. Explosive meaning like a tornado. Something's going to die. Not just I'm mad or I'm angry, but now I'm going to tear something up like a tornado. So we need to be, we need to be in think in our awareness, and we need to be in tune with what's reality within the community because we're going to have to face these people at one time or another. They're angry. They're hostile. Some of them have become hostile because the climate they feel calls for it.
6: What you talking about, Willis? You know, that. It, imagine if that was hostile, right? If I ask you what you're talking about, that could be considered hostile.
0: Right? I've never considered asking me when I'm talking about hostile. But if somebody well, it depends
6: on how I ask, right? Talking
0: about and they're, grabbing, they're gripping me up. That's why they're hostile.
6: If I say, sage, 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 tell me, what is it exactly that you are referring to? That's one way of saying what you're talking about. The other way of saying, what you're talking about, Willis? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So there's that's, that that way. It seems a, little, a bit.
0: You just give me a little attitude with the, what they're talking about, Willis. That's
6: exactly. A, it's attitude. a little radical, though, right?
0: I. I. It's style. radical. Now you. Yeah. All right. You. Not only did you tell me you didn't like me, but you went as far as you pushing me now. Not just you don't like me and saying it to my face, but now you pushing me. And now you're trying to do something else. All right, you're hostile now. Back it up. Back it up. Put it in reverse.
6: Exactly. So it's really all about what
0: we're dealing with now. And you can't blame it on Trump. And this is where it hostile. With me, and I don't care. Don't blame Trump on the issues that America has not dealt with for ages, which is resulting in a lot of upset people that are saying enough is enough. I took it in the 40s. I dealt with it in the 50s. I tolerated it in the 60s. In the 70s, I expected something better. In the 80s, ain't nothing changed. the 90s, still ain't nothing changed. Here we are in 2017, and I'm still having to deal with this. People are about to pop. I'm sorry, Dorothy, but you're not in Kansas anymore. Alice, this ain't Wonderland. Listen, I was watching
6: this thing on YouTube today about some white supremacists, right, in a college giving a lecture, and there were, obviously, there were people in the audience who disagreed, Right. But, you know, what? what's interesting is it, it seems like there's not a white supremacist vibe out there. But what's happening is there's a there's a labeling of white people as white supremacists if they have white pride. But the reverse actually happens. Right. To, uh, like, say, uh, you know, a Latino or uh, an African-American person, if they say they have pride. Black pride or, or or brown pride, then there's there's no that's not racism at white all. That's that's power pride.
5: Has that's pride.
6: Existed. But that's not supremacy. In other words, what I'm trying to delineate between is the difference between supremacy
0: thinking. White sorry, privilege. Sorry, one thing. And white one, thing
6: one thing. One thing. Sage, if you don't white mind.
0: Privilege it's, is the difference between white power. White. Oh, privilege. sorry. Sage. Uh, sorry. Uh, no s- need to be All judged. families Definitely. have privilege, though, sage. Stand your ground, I stand mine. Sage,
6: your family has privilege that I don't have. And I'm not allowed in your family, so you have privilege. And you may be African American, and I may be so-called white, but you have the privilege and I don't. Okay? Period. Because I'm not in your family. So I don't, I don't well, get America, what you mean.
0: Get it. In America, white privilege has always existed. There are professors now in universities and colleges that are teaching this that are white-skinned. White privilege has always existed in the United States of America.
6: I'm, I kind of like this debate, this. you know. I like this debate because it gets me, it's not getting my blood boiling, but it gets me it, it's salivating. I I feel like you're saying it's always existed.
0: It's That's always existed. In America.
6: You said white supremacy? Uh,
0: white privilege.
6: Oh, privilege. Okay, white privilege. It okay. does
0: what? It gives grounds for white supremacy to exist and to persist. There you have it. That's why a lot of things not are not resolved. You cannot have inequity. What do you hear most groups when there's a rally, when there's a community ri- rally for social reform? What are most?
6: Uh, let, let me inter- I just who- want to say I totally agree with you about Thanks. your 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 statement, your comment just now. What
0: are they saying? There's no equity. Hmm. If everybody's there's equity.
3: But
6: if there's white privilege, like I said, there is brown privilege or black or yellow privilege.
0: I'd like to it, see it, brown or black privilege in America. I ain't seen it yet. I'm it just, exists today so in, not, form, in the form of I'm affirmative not, action. I'm not trying to be superficial here. I'm being honest.
6: All right. Let me this help out, Sage. It
0: really does exist in America. Somebody tell me where because I'm going so I can just cry to
6: Let me just look it up real quick. It's... My
0: list. Wikipedia. Go in such a place, and you'll see black or brown or red privilege or yellow privilege. I haven't seen it yet. And and Jer-
6: uh, Reginald is still with us. I know. Yes. Uh, I believe that affirmative action began as a plan to equalize the education, employment, and contracting opportunities. Uh, of Americans, and so just, but but the Americans that but were of
0: the color
6: of skin, not, not, not necessarily white people.
0: Statement I said. Mm-hmm. That white not
6: so-called whites.
0: Why would you need affirmative action? White did not exist and persist.
6: Uh, no, to do what you're saying, you don't, because here's the thing, what I'm trying to say is I think there's a little bit of confusion here.
5: No, like, there's no confusion. You need,
6: No, you would need affirmative action so you could equalize things so that there would not be the illusion of white privilege.
0: It confirms. There's an
6: illusion of white privilege. It's not true. It's a reality in America.
0: That's what affirmative action is saying. You need it (laughs) because it exists.
6: Affirmative action programs are meant to break down barriers, both visible and invisible, to the level the playing field.
0: For groups mm-hmm. that's, that's all it really is. If privilege did not exist for certain groups, and it existed for all groups, you would not need affirmative action.
6: I hear what you're saying, and it's a, it's, that's one way of looking at it. No, but I also no way I see this as the advancement of law and technology, and it's constantly moving and changing it's not going to stay one way though you have to understand like sage, that you're right, okay however, as times get more technical, everything times will change right and and so will the laws so this is in, this is one thing that we have to remember so uh, That's why it's important to remember that whatever we're bringing in as law, you know, is evidence of also the current state of things. So this affirmative action thing, even though it's an equalizer, it also brings out a privilege aspect of our society. That's all I wanted to say.
0: Privilege? I don't think so. Is it trying to allow for opportunities for those who have been underserved to be better served? Yes. Privileged. No.
6: Well, because affirmative action was a was that congressional is that a congressional act? What was that again? President Johnson gave, gave a speech. He's talking about. Uh, there's no act actually to do any type of affirmative action. It's it's more policy than anything. That's is it from what I can read. So what's your what's your stance on that? I mean. I don't. Know, we're getting kind of deep, uh, to be honest with you. This is far off of, from what we're we're really talking about tonight, which is, you know, obviously art. Well, but
0: we can stop. I mean, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm just expressing. I don't mind talking. A emotion here on on the issue and 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 why, you know, I think it even came into being. Now. Affirmative action, also known as employment equity in Canada, reservation in India and Nepal, and positive discrimination in the Ukraine, is a policy of favoring members of a disadvantaged group who currently suffer or historically have suffered from discrimination within a culture. Often these people are disadvantaged for historical reasons, such as oppression or slavery.
6: I hear you let me add this not my definition, th- but
0: that is the definition that is best known
5: mm-hmm. well,
6: I think like today people like white especially like who try to say, well, there's like like white privilege or whatever, are missing this 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 transition period where where we're living in a new time, you know, like where where there's not necessarily white privilege, but there's the remnants of it. You see what I'm saying? And so that's, because people are now becoming aware of what used to be, they want to bring it out into the limelight and and stamp all over it, you know, and, and drag it through the mud, you know? So, so that's what we're seeing today is basically the remnants of what used to be. We're living in a different time. Wouldn't you agree, Sage?
0: All I can say is I see a lot of things not resolved. And then when we start witnessing chaos in our streets, and we're seeing more and more incidents of senseless killings, it just, it's, everything has a root. If you don't nip things in the butt, if you allow... Certain forms of treatment that are abusive. Discrimination is abuse. And it's not a healthy environment. It makes for a toxic environment. When one group is discriminated against, we're going to see it's nothing good, ultimately, that comes out of that. And the whole environment becomes toxic. And pollute it. And we're seeing a lot of evidence now that our environment here good. on this planet, climate, not healthy.
6: That's good. I'm glad to hear it because we need to see this in order to clean it up.
0: And we can clean it up. Now, I will say we're in an era now where I I I can say I believe that our minds... And our hearts have changed somewhat as far as humanity is concerned. People are thinking more on the collective that we are one race as humans, the human race. And I think that more is being done now to unite humanity so there's hope that we can save ourselves from extinction and self-destruction. That much oh, age, Sage,
6: you are so smart. I don't even expect you to believe the hype. I mean, I don't put anything past you, I'll be honest. You know, so when I when I go out to the law library, I'm looking at some stuff that lawyers wrote, right, or some stuff that some scholars wrote, some, you know, some halfway lawyers or whatever, you know, some legal articles but at least it's not news, you know what i'm saying? It's not it's not in the news, you know, it's not youtube, you know. So right. I, I get i get a feel i get a feel for what's happening in the world from a different perspective than than the youtube perspective and i can kind of measure, you know, what i'm what i'm what i'm what i'm reading there in, in the library against what i'm seeing on youtube, you know what i'm saying with the, lo- the regarding the laws you know, every, especially regarding constitutional law, equal protection and stuff like that. I look into that stuff all the time, you know, and it's very important to me because I want I, I have kids and I we're all I think we all have family that is living in this world. So, yeah, I'm I'm in concurrence with you if you want more love for all and and more life for all and less to none.
0: We got to turn this ship around. 'Cause I, I see it like the the Titanic hitting that iceberg again. If we don't turn this around. It's gonna it's going to turn out fatal for everyone. That sounds bad. Yeah, that sounds horrid. But that's that's just what I'm saying. We don't turn this ship around. Hmm. Well, Fran Yes
1: Yeah,
4: I really enjoyed your show tonight And I'm getting ready to sign off You know, to work tomorrow But I I really enjoyed it I'm going to go on YouTube and listen to it And it was nice to meet you, Donaldson
6: (laughs) Yeah, you too, Reginald Um, You know, you haven't met me yet But uh, you've you've talked to me over the phone And you've got some, some basic concepts You know uh, that I've, I guess I've talked about, but what I really liked is that I've learned that, uh, you know, people are out there that can, that, that are inspiring. You're inspiring me basically is what I'm saying to, to, to think in, in different ways of being creative, you know, and, uh, I actually would like to pool resources. So at some point, Let's see, maybe, if we can't manage to do something like that.
7: Sure.
1: Excellent. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I know
0: um, Reginald is sincere, Donaldson. He will collaborate with you. And he is a gifted storyteller and writer and he's not selfish as for his resources he will share.
4: Well thank you indeed friend that's very very thoughtful of you i appreciate that.
0: Yeah I just call it like i see it i mean yeah words
4: can i mean words are powerful they 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 have a meaning they can go a long way you know what i'm saying? Mhm. And you've always been um positive and upbeat i said i like talking to friends because like uh uh, Donaldson, I really feel at home when I speak with Fran. She seems... Uh,
1: un- yeah, you and- always- Okay. hmm
6: Yeah, she's, a, she's definitely um, been very um,
0: hospitable. Yes. I like the way that was said, hospitable. <laughs> I like that enunciation. <laughs> I'm
4: back in grammar school.
0: <laughs> right. Ha 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 ha.
6: Yeah. Did That's he me, used- Donaldson.
0: I remember, they used to have us do those um, exercises with the tongue in our mouths. Two tee T tall. Moo me main. Oh my! We used to do so many things. Oh my gosh! Going to an academy. It was. It was just. They just overworked you. They just overworked you.
5: Oh, yeah.
4: They do that.
6: I have your email. I'll be hitting you up soon. How how frequent can you correspond?
4: Oh, it's soon. A-S-A-P, ASAP.
6: Nice one. Yeah. Look forward to it. You Thanks a lot.
4: And if, saying, you, know, if you I miss guess me, I'm going
6: to... Go I'm, ahead. Sorry, Red. I'm
4: saying if you miss me, you always can get in touch with Fran. You know, Fran That's has...
6: We're friends on Facebook, so, yeah. Oh,
7: okay. <laughs>
6: and I use Facebook. I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Are you on there as well? Yeah, I've uh, got a
0: Facebook account. Okay. Mhm. It's, Reg- uh, it's
6: actually... Oh, go ahead, Sage. I'm
0: sorry. So, Reggie, um, if you can share your Facebook account with our listening audience, too a lot of them are on Facebook a lot
4: okay will do Um, you um...
6: if you could share it but will you share it today will you give us the the information live on the call that would Uh, be
0: much oh you mean my
4: uh, my email address or something Yeah.
6: And your face. What is your your Facebook a face? log on or sign on? Yeah, yeah.
4: Oh, okay. Right? Uh, yeah. That's rwm. Dot four eight one two. At outlook. Dot com.
0: Okay, that sounds like email.
4: Mhm.
0: Do you have a Facebook page?
4: Um. Well, I'm in the process of setting it up,
0: you know. Oh, okay. But as soon as I do, I'm going.
4: To, I'm going to share it with you, Fran. I may have it. I got to go back and d- double check. And you know, Fran, I'll. You know, we'll, we'll be in touch.
0: Right. Okay. Then whenever you do have it, then I can share it. Okay. Then inquire. We'll do.
6: Well, if the guy wants to contact Donaldson Flow Time, he can. Uh, and I don't know if you if he realizes the how real I'm. I am with about this music and art and really taking it to the level of go, go do it.
4: You sound like you're you know, pretty, real, you sound like you're pretty sincere. That's why, you know, any, any points I can give you to help you advance in your career, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm willing to.
6: That's why I'm thinking we could pull, re, we could pull, so, like, in other words, like, we'll just chop it up for a little bit, you know, and, uh, you know, if it's, if it's milk and honey, then it is. If it's not, then, you know, it's if it's oil and vinegar, oil and water, then it's stiff, you know, we, then right. it is, so
0: oil and water milk and honey
4: <laughs>
6: milk and, then, and honey oil and water that <laughs> you like that <laughs>
4: is that something new every day <laughs> yeah
6: well hey. hey good night Reginald man okay, take good care, night. and Fran
4: yeah. good night to you I'll be in touch
0: yes thanks again Reginald looking Anytime. forward to the next time we can have you on and discuss Another literary project. We will. Yes, indeed.
4: Maybe poetry or something.
0: Yes, we can. Yes, that will be great. That will be the next time because you have that one poem. Okay. I would love for you to read aloud on this show, and also for us, uh, the elements. And
6: well, sorry. Can you hear can you hear me? Yeah, I can
0: hear you. Go ahead.
6: Sorry, Sage. I wanted. Also, he could share with us how he was able to do his book. You see, this book about the Winter Wonderland. Oh, that, well, that to me—that to me is intriguing because the ebook holds like A to Z, like um, publishing. You know, like
0: publish your own book kind of thing.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could give him that on the next radio program, um, France.
0: Okay. Yes, we definitely can discuss it there.
4: Yeah, I'll discuss and, that in the poetry.
0: And the poetry. That's great. great. Good enough. All right, all right. You guys, a farewell. That's right. Let your credentials be made known. Let
4: it be made known, because the sky's the limit.
0: (laughs) Well, the sky is the limit to those who are not willing to go above the sky. Right. But I know you are willing to go above the sky.
4: Uh, Thank you.
0: To the uttermost dimensions of our universe right
4: other uh, most because I don't know if I'll have this chance again so I better take you know capitalize on it <laughs> that's right we will not limit us our...
6: man that's good those guys are wise men like, I, I swear I, I
5: just,
4: well I I, Donaldson, I I listen to all the motivators and people who have been down that road and they've me points and it's like trying to put two and two together
5: Well, you
6: have made me smile tonight, and I'm sure you've made others smile as well.
4: So oh, yeah. thanks for that. You made me smile to you and friend and whomever.
0: <laughs> okay, I gotta say this quote. Now, this was a quote that was supposed to have been made um, popular by Shaka Zulu. Okay. And he had an encounter with a missionary. They they <laughs> came to Africa, and missionary. Um, tried to proselytize him and said to him that if he wanted to go to heaven and shun hell's fire, that he needed to repent and he needed to accept Christ. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: So Shaka Zulu's response (laughs) was, why should I be afraid of fire? He said, "Um, I'm not afraid of fire. We eat fire. (laughs) We do. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about it. I said, you know, even with religion, sometimes how people are. Mm, it's fun. almost like they try to scare you into conversion. I mean, that's wrong. You you should never do that. You don't impose on anyone your beliefs. And then to fight with someone and make them think that oh you're gonna die if you don't you know it's like come on let's there is there. Uh, well,
5: the,
6: well, you're bringing up a good point because the people people want to sometimes project out their reality, right? And so what what the what the agenda controllers like to do is make everybody project out into a reality that exists in a time beyond the one that they're in now, you know. Rather than accept now and here, they got people believing and living for a future time or date rather than this time or date. I mean, that's the more mind-crippling thing to think about.
0: Well, one of the marvels that I think is really a true marvel of this day is years ago, it was major to see a man walking on the moon. And then Michael Jackson put it into a dance and called it the Moon Walk. Well, yep. now the latest talks is about a NASA program that will allow for people to live on the moon. So we're going to the next phase. Wow. I say, You know what I'm saying? We can see the evolution now of where we came and where we're going with that, with that moon voyage.
6: Right, because if you think about the technology of living life underground or underwater, right, or in outer space or in the atmosphere, yeah, they, they've developed technology and methods for surviving out in those places. So it's, it's, it's reasonable to think that they would have the technology to live uh, indefinitely, right, on uh, another planet or, or structure in the solar system.
0: Yeah, that's the next phase. So in a couple more years, just like it was about uh, getting a man to actually walk on the moon, in another few years we'll be hearing that um, there was the first uh, voyage to the moon, and, and these were the people that were on that voyage, and they lived on the moon X amount of years. Wow. Hey,
6: Reginald, you you haven't met me yet, but I'll tell you something. I hope, I hope before we go to Mars, right, and colonize the Moon or Mars or any of those places, I hope that we meet face-to-face. And more than that, if if we don't meet face-to-face, I hope that the world picks up on the concept, right, and the idea that knowledge is like technology, and there is a singularity characteristic to knowledge. And if people will realize that using grammar, right, and heightened scrutiny with writing can actually um, point out the ambiguities in in the writing, then we can slow down, right, the progress of would-be evildoers, Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's
0: a Just good by point. use of grammar. That's an
4: interesting yeah, just by point. The, I never right? thought of it that way, but you had a great theory.
0: Well, that reminds me of the movie, was it Deja Vu? There were a couple movies like that, where if you could predict where a crime would take place and who would commit it before it happened, how you could literally stop it.
5: Because,
0: mm-hmm. you know, right now we're just fighting crime. We're not literally stopping it yet. No, we're not. We're... Well, not on a wide scale. There are there are some groups that have these special, you know, the special technology where they are able and they are doing some things. But as far as it being widespread, it's not there yet.
4: No.
6: Technically it is, I'll be honest, I'm such a positivist, because I really believe it's there now, the language, the style, the knowledge, it's all within the the mind of of us, of human beings, of man. We have it. Uh, the, The issue is, can we allow ourselves to move beyond the past and mistakes of the past think about that we have not even allowed ourselves as a species to grow or move beyond our own past mistakes so that's why i think it's like we're holding each other down we're all holding each other down intellectually you see if we allow each other, all of ourselves to grow intellectually by saying hey look you know what my what what the media well, we have, puts out what in we're, writing we're doesn't and what?
0: watching and a lot of things have to change the diet the the general diet of humanity has to change first um and that's emotionally socially mentally spiritually physically we're we've been on this diet that is not healthy it's recreating seeds of hatred and we're wondering why our babies and our kids are doing a lot of these heinous crimes. They're not even 18 yet, and they've done killed three people.
6: All right, A lot of it is negative thinking. Eating. And that... You are
0: what you eating? Yeah.
5: What's right.
0: feeding you? What are they feeding you with? Fran? Yes. Friend. Yes.
4: Oh, hi. I pushed the wrong button I temporarily, but I'm back on the air. I just want to hear what you say about what you and Donaldson had said. I said, it, it, it makes sense. There's a lot of truisms into it, you know.
0: Yes. I'm I'm all for the truth-monger uh, dialogue because it's so needed. It's mm-hmm. just too much fluff. Hollywood is, is the one of the main culprits of this fluff. Uh-huh. It's 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 making the minds um uh it's, it's it's causing the minds to be to become very inactive where they're not functioning as they ought to. Uh-huh. Damn like, that's so correct. That's what they do of the when mind. when you, thing of the mind. you're
6: so right. Wow. It's so true, Sage. It's uh it's got me melting here.
5: It's bad. I literally, it because
0: and then the I mean, don't know. Yeah. like, really don't know because they haven't been taught, they haven't been shown anything
6: different. Well, okay, okay, let me let me blow you away. What they okay, what you're saying is so powerful. They have been taught, they have been shown, but the issue is they haven't been shown everything. They've been shown some but I mean, of like the truth,
0: things they haven't been yeah. some shown. of the
6: truth, but they, not all of it. And when they see all of it, it's like, wait,
0: I could do that?
6: Like, yes, that's within your capability. Here's, you are an individual. It's, 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 like a- it's amazing. That's why yeah. I'm I'm, a ver- I'm kind of, in a sense, against club- public school indoctrination. But uh, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I've got my own issues, but- and I haven't be- taken a big stance a on any the- one issue.
0: Universities have done us a disservice and miseducated us and brainwashed us. I don't uh, think it starts only in in the lower level. It's the higher level of education. It's all of it that's contaminated out now. It,
6: uh, I mean, you can point the finger all day, but what what the best thing is to do, it, you know, is to say, not pointing "Hey, look, the
0: finger, I'm telling the facts."
6: <laughs> I'm just
0: my fingers are
6: I am quite, prodding quite.
0: you, still curled. I'm pointing at nobody. I'm just saying, look,
5: <laughs> I'm
6: just it's all you. of it.
0: All of it. Institution okay. is seems just what it is. Institution, whether it's higher ed or lower, it's an institution. And whoever yeah, I mean, it is that governs mm-hmm. the institution, you gotta realize a lot of the entities that govern the institution, they do not care about everyone. A lot of them, they have an agenda of their own.
6: Yeah, says. but let's, let's just bring it rec- back around. Like, regardless of their agenda, they're not going to stop the creativity. They're not going to stop me from creating art. They're not going to stop Reginald. They're not, they're not going to stop you from doing what you're going to do. I mean, and the only way they'll be able to stop it is put us all in concentration camps.
0: Well, from um, the way things look right now, we probably are already there and just don't realize it. We all have a number, right? Remember the concentration camps, that's one of the things they did. They branded everybody with a number. And we all have a number. The system has given us a number.
6: Well, there's one way to look at that do, and there's the other way. That they use that number for their benefit only. It's a it's a governmental use. It's and if they use our it,
0: it's a well, brand. you got to realize, look at it. Yeah. Remember, America is a corporation. Study, study, study. we got to study. What is this? Oh,
6: oh, oh, hold on. That's actually not true. I've been studying law for the last six years. There is no act by Congress incorporating America. There is also no act by Congress incorporating it's, any United States not, of America.
0: You cannot convince me America is a country... This is a commercial entity I'm looking at how it functions, but besides what I'm saying, all you want, but look at how it functions i yeah. put according to the way it functions okay when I see something different, then I can say okay
6: well here's the- th- here's the interesting thing about what you're saying is that uh com- commerce law and and um now, you know, like uh, commercial law, or or um, has been around longer than 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 English common law. You know, that was around. Th- it's been around for thousands and thousands of years. So, like maritime and trading and all that uh, contracts, all that stuff, th- that's part of commerce. You know, so if you're saying corporations are bad, you're saying commerce is somehow bad. But that stuff was actually around a lot longer than any of the English common law that was the founding principles for which this country was based on.
5: This country See what I'm is saying? So entity.
6: there's a logical fallacy in your thinking. I apologize for mentioning it.
0: No, this country is a commercial entity, and it functions like one.
6: I hear what you're saying, but let's be. I mean, if you really want to get back to brass tacks, let's just talk about yourself and your immediate family and friends. And if you really think about the commercial nature of things, if you want to exclude the state or any type of government from your commercial conduct, then what one needs to do would be to trademark the name. And completely pull out of any governmental benefit with them keeping track of your name. Like the birth certificate. The birth certificate is an identity document or a recognition document. So what they want to do is keep track of you for their purposes. The 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 secret, right, that no one wants to tell you <laughs> is that it is for their benefit only. You don't get anything out of it. So... <laughs> The issue is, you, if you want to be free, you have to say no thanks to their benefit of keeping track of your name for you, because you can keep track of your own description. And the second thing, by you have to, as soon as you pull out and say no thanks to the benefit, via vis-a-vis the birth certificate, right? You have to trademark your name or copyright it, just like this gentleman was saying on the call earlier. He's talking about copyrights very very important especially when it comes to intellectual property and your name is exactly that okay so uh, if you want to do commerce that's one thing and you want to use your name in commerce that's one thing but the government use of your name that's totally different now your fam because it's your family name but if you don't feel like doing big commerce in your name then start a different business and do commerce in that name you see but don't let the state do business in your name for you is what i'm saying <laughs> sage thank you for the rant
0: well i i i hope i hope that everyone is listening to a lot of the issues raised that were raised on this call tonight they were all relevant i think we all needed to Vent. I think that we should do this every so often, clear our minds and hearts. I think that it's necessary to know what's on your mind and on your heart. And I think that a part of healing is admittance or admission of guilt, being able to testify, being able to tell the truth. If you know this is how you feel about what's going on, say it. If you're not in agreement with certain things, if you are in agreement with certain things, there's nothing wrong about doing that. And I think if people take out time and do that more, there could be less outbursts and outbreaks which are not positive. And it's
3: sequence and how it occurs. Quite interesting,
4: friend.
0: Uh, well put. Yeah. yeah, like we're we're like the sea in the ocean, you know. Um, it billows every so often. The rage, you know, the the sea's rage every so often, you know. Very similar to us, entity, like every moment, you know. Um, Everything's not calm. Everything's not serene. But there are those times when the sea and the ocean is very calm. And everything's just lying still. You know, there's no rolling waves. There's no billowing waves. Um, The same with us. Our hearts, our souls, our minds. But we've got to find that happy medium. We're not all going to think alike. We all have our own unique perspectives about life in general. But if we can accept that we're different and respect one another and each other's rights to be different, that's the turning point for humanity. Acceptance, knowing that we're not all the same, we differ in how we perceive things, we all have a unique perspective, our experiences in life vary from one to the next, but we can disagree agreeably. We don't have hate on each other to the extent where we're killing our brother and sister, we're shedding blood, we're we're dropping bombs, um, we're just doing a lot of things that are not proactive. You've got to start doing things different. When we want different outcomes to be different, we have to
6: Sage, I think what it is is people are not living in this now moment. Like if this shooter guy, right? He's probably thinking like, oh, I'm just going to shoot these people. I'm going to kill these people and I'm going to forget about it. And I, in other words, like it's that moment is going to be gone. That moment is now gone. See, So therefore, he's not there anymore. He's not in that moment where he's killing somebody.
0: I think they said he killed himself.
6: But the, po- the point is, hey, Alvaro, I'll, ta- I'll call you later, okay? All right but uh, he's not he's not actually there in that moment he's he whether whether he killed himself or not whatever he did that was fucking excuse my french criminal right killing people or whatever it's like i can imagine his justification you know i'm like okay he's justifying this right by saying oh i can do this because it didn't happen i didn't i don't even remember it did that really happen see he's my- questioning his own existence this he doesn't. Ex- he doesn't acknowledge he, that he exists right now.
0: Well, he had the power to do, because apparently he had power to do it. We've got a lot of people that the way they live their ego. You know, you have your super ego, your ego, and it. Well, the super ego dominates, and so whatever they have the power to do. They're imposing it on the rest of the population. That that that's not healthy. It's not a good thing. And it causes a lot of things. We've got to kinda these people are sick. They there's a sickness going on. Internally. And I don't know who he might have been closest with if someone knew that he needed help and just was afraid to get help or to imply to him you need help or just to let the authorities know this person really needs help. But we've got to stop turning our heads when we know people are in need of help and make sure that we at least point them in the direction or allow for those persons that can help them to know, hey, there's someone over here that needs help. Otherwise, it's That's going to be more... That's scary.
3: That's a scary thought. More
0: I'd be very
6: careful. I'd be very careful with that. But listen, I think it's gone on long enough. And we have like five minutes left on your phone call, I think. But I'm just saying that I'd be very careful with trying to control how people react or respond to certain stimuli. You know what I'm saying but We can't do that. We can't control how people react or respond to stimuli that, so who, how who the would
0: control yeah. how people react or um respond to stimuli if you're you're seeing out in a manner that's not healthy and they just they seriously need help. Well, here's why: because
6: the society can say, well, anyone that questions anyone that questions the law, anyone that questions the law is not mentally stable. Therefore, everyone in the society now says, if I question the law, if I start studying the law, and I'm not trying to be a lawyer, then now I'm 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 mentally unstable I'm not just because I'm not trying to be a lawyer.
0: Of someone what? That somebody that already abused. Verbally was abusive. Emotionally shows signs of abuse. Come on now. When you see this, what are you doing? Turning your head. You're not trying to get help for that. That's party. why
6: I think this guy is fake. I'm That's not talking I, about
0: I, the law right now.
6: And no, but be, this guy is fake. The killer guy. He's fake. That's why it's propaganda. You see? I don't believe it. It's hard to believe something
3: you never warning witnessed. warning
0: that. Yeah. Their father and their grandfather was killed, and, and I don't know that. For that fate.
6: No, no, I I respect the idea that that's that of that what you're saying, but the I don't have first
0: hand knowledge. Well, you right, we don't have first hand knowledge, but I will say that they had the family on. Family was mourning and weeping, expressing their loss.
6: And we condolence, we have the condolences for them as well. We we give them Um, police. I live
0: in a state the man was finally um, captured. I guess he killed himself or whatever.
6: No, I don't think he killed himself, dude. The way he was talking right. in those videos,
0: no. The camera's showing the showdown between him and the police. And it turned out this man dies. Which I mean, you could pretty much predict how it was going to end. Sometimes you can. Well, they should have kept
6: his ass alive, okay, so he could suffer in jail for a little while while killing all those people. And remember, anyways, yeah. Sorry about that rant. Yeah, no, well, I hear you. Is stage. that the window? That wall? was wrong. It's
0: window wall. Huh? Oh, welcome. That sounds like, is that Sinister Spittle?
3: I think it is.
6: No, that sounds like Roddy K. That's Roddy K. Roddy K?
3: Window Washer. How are you, Window Washer? Okay,
6: hey, Sage? Sage, it's a good time to end your call. No, don't end the call. Please, don't. Don't end the call. We're here at sports. stage. Go ahead and just end it right.
3: plus.